Number nine. Number nine. The following takes place between 10 p.m. and 11 a.m. We went through that whole spiel about all the great 24 finales and last week, and while I was making the argument for the season seven finale, I forgot to mention <laughs> one of the most stunning scenes in that whole episode, which is when Jack has the uh, discussion with Renee while Jack's sitting on the stretcher. Uh, I forgot all about that scene as we were going through it, uh, further proving how you don't even need to think about every good part in the season seven finale to know how awesome it is. I guess that's the, uh, that's the final call then. Well, it did win, uh, right, as the second half best uh, best of 24. It did, and, you know, again, that, that episode is, is lauded by me and you. I'm just, just saying, I, I can't believe I forgot all about that. Oh, there are tons uh, As of well as the, the, the Renee Walker, uh, Alan Wilson confrontation. Um, so, yeah, it's but over. we're not here to discuss it's that. Over. We're, 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 it's over. Um, we're, it, it's more over. Uh, for some characters than others, it's maybe more over than ever for the show, or maybe not. We're here to discuss the 24 Live Another Day finale. That's because Cast Another Day, which is what this is, is not over. Not yet, it's at not least. Not, not for another hour or, or more. Or could be, more, could more. Be, could be more. Um, you know, I, this is crazy. We might go a long time. <sighs> we might go a real long time. Anyway, why does uh, Fox do this to me? This is the final episode of Twenty Four Live Another Day. Aired Monday night on Fox, it did, uh, and Wednesday night in Britain. So I heard. Huh. Um, I, but this is the cast another day installment where we discuss the Live Another Day finale. Austin, what did you think of the Live Another Day finale? Mostly, mostly very, very good. Um, I mean, we'll obviously get to why as we discuss, um, but, you know, I had a few quibbles uh, uh, of some of the events that occurred. I have uh, a quibble with how they used the time jump, um, and I don't I don't so much have a quibble yet with the, uh, the, the heaviness of the episode yet. Um, I may have to go back and, you know, do, do, do a reassessment of the entire series. Watch it from series the series or season. It's you mean, the series, okay, season. the series, yeah, and just just really think about how I felt after every one of them, and and you know what what the most powerful ones were and for what reason, and 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 kind of what the lesser ones were and for what reason, and and see how that stacks up with how I felt coming out of this uh, finale, which was very very unhappy. And when mm-hmm. I say that, I don't. It was bleak. Right. Right. Um. Very unhappy and almost, almost unsatisfied. Um, and As in, you you were unsatisfied. Yeah, and and I don't I don't necessarily want to levy that as a criticism against the episode or the season, as much as just maybe it was so bleak that nothing could have made me really you know appreciative of of it. And, and again, j- just kind of an internal feeling. Um, n- not a not a an assessment or a criticism of the episode's quality, um, at all. Again, that's that's why I got, you know I watched it a second time today. I got I, I think I need to watch it again, uh, and then and then again think about all the other finales and 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 just what the seasons meant for the characters that were involved, what they meant for Jack, and 
and what this one means for Jack going forward, and or, or maybe not, you know, maybe he's not going forward. Um, what about you? I thought it was really good. I liked it more on the second watch for mm -hmm. whatever the reason. There were there was a lot of very powerful stuff in this finale. Uh, I have maybe a quibble here or there, but I don't really even have any quibbles about the construction of it. I think what I'll say, and this is a very high compliment to pay, that was the perfect season finale for the season that it concluded. Every single thing, it, it, it had such a sense of, of denouement where every single aspect of that aspect of that finale felt like this is exactly where they were leading up to. Thematically, this is what the show has been about the entire season. And it all, it all just, it clicked. There was not anything that didn't feel out of place, out of tone. Uh, at the same time, boy, was this a hard one to watch. And it got harder and harder as it went on. So that's kind of my take. So I guess, uh, you know, now's the time where we will just go through this. Uh, but yeah, this was, th th this one was, was rough. What was, what was the roughest part of the finale for you? I, I waver back and forth between, uh, Jack contemplating, uh, killing himself, his grief scene, and Heller's reactions in both the fainting or near fainting because he was actually conscious, um, versus his final words to uh to the prime minister about mm -hmm. you know I'm you know I'm not going to remember any of this and although some interpret it as a backwards sign of self comfort you know this is a horrible thing but actually I'm not going to remember it you know and maybe that's maybe that that ends up being for the best it's still depressing to watch Heller absolutely a go through that you know, thought process in that moment and then B, know that Heller is going to eventually succumb to that, which while in one sense, yes, he does forget about this strategy, tragedy, in another sense, it, it, like, who wants to, who wants to go out like that? You know, who wants not, to... Not at all. And for, for a guy who was yeah. such a, you know... Sharp. A, a, a sharp, vibrant man. And I, I think that was a, a brutal, huh, a brutal ending for that character. But again, it had, was... It was the perfect close to the Alzheimer's story. Yeah, you know, I mean, there, there was not a more there was not a more perfect close than that. Yeah, you know, thinking through it, I, I'm gonna call it that 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 was probably the hardest part to watch. Um, okay, as opposed to say the scene that led up to that, which was the uh, the tragic end of Audrey Rains' tragic life. Yeah, yeah, I, th that was even harder. You know, sometimes it's. Sometimes the, uh, the the grief is harder to watch than the event. Sure. I I actually um Hey, grief grief is for those who are who are still here. Yeah. Uh for for those of you who do not watch the good wife, skip the next 20 seconds, but I would actually uh, it starts now. 3 2 1 spoiler territory. Uh the event at which uh, that happens to Will was not as hard for me as, you know, just uh, the the reaction by um, by Alicia Florek, the, the, uh, as well as well as several other characters. Yeah. Uh, okay. Right. Good wife spoilers are over. over.
Come um, back in. Good wife spoilers are over. You're safe. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's it's totally fair that you took Heller and Jack's reactions to Audrey's death harder than Audrey's death itself. So um, Audrey's death was, I, I guess, the one of the centerpieces of the episode and the driving event within the episode. Uh, it had major ramifications on the plot, mm-hmm. where, the, where the characters went, as well as the, the, the tone of the episode. And uh, that wasn't re- to just Jack and Heller. I mean, there was also some stuff with Kate Morgan relating to Audrey's death. So what did you think of Audrey's death? Um, well, first, before we get into that, because this is leading right up until that scene, I, I one of my favorite uh, groups of scenes was uh, was that arc in uh, on the bench and with Kate. Um, yeah, you know why? That was one of your favorite scenes? No. everything with Kate Morgan has been awesome. Uh, yes, that is true. Um, but to, to actually talk about it uh, objectively, it's... It, it's I'm a big fan of just those kind of quiet, sort of covert, uh, tactical, sneaky scenes. Um, and I guess watching it a second time, just how how calm the, the I guess the juxtaposition of Kate and Audrey, um, the the emotional state that they're in, the way that each delivers their actions, and I don't want to say lines because Audrey didn't have lines in that sequence. Yeah. Audrey um, had so few lines in that episode. But and conveyed Raver, so much. Kim Raver's work in that episode was just outstanding. It was phenomenal. Um, Kim Raver's work in the whole series was has actually been excellent. quite outstanding. I want to say it's her best. It's probably her best in the series. And that's a gut reaction that you know I, I, I may change my mind once I rewatch some of the pivotal season four scenes. Or five. Or five. Um, or really, she, she did some good work in six. I mean, it was probably the same work over and over because of the nature of mm-hmm. uh, the character's condition. But, you know, Raver, I, I don't think Audrey Reigns is that high on anyone's favorite 24 characters list, but I think Raver's performance is above... Consistently great. Uh, above Audrey Reigns's... Character. Ranking. Yes. As, as, as a character. Yeah, I agree with that. I totally agree with that. Um, same, same could be said for Mark Boudreau. Um um, in, in the in a very short term, sure. But Raver is one of those twenty four characters where there is some lack of correlation between how much how, how good of a character it is and how good of an actor it is. Sure, yeah. Uh, and I think you know you have other. Uh, I mean, I guess you have there, there are you know there. I can't think of a character who's on the flip side of that right now where. I like the character tons and tons, even if the, the actor, actor isn't or so... actress playing uh, that character isn't as impressive. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, going going back to uh, the calmness of Kate, uh, juxtaposed against the nervousness of Audrey. Not only the nervousness, but the <clears throat> it's just a, it's such a it's such a harrowing scene the way she plays it and this this kind of anticipation of. It, it, this actually, for me, as I continue to discuss this, I think it all flows together quite nicely. Now that I think about how the how the character performed it, um, how the actress performed it, I'm sorry. Um, you sometimes have these scenes where a character gets a little hopeful or a little like either hopeful or or you know pessimistic, 
and this was just one of straight uh, straight fear of <clears throat> fear of death uh, and in an almost um almost pessimistic but more i don't want to use the word pessimistic because that implies a little bit of cynicism i mean more just like oh my god i'm gonna die i'm gonna die oh my god oh my god um like i'm so scared of of what's about to happen mm -hmm. um and and, and and yet she was brave yeah of course uh but you know what what kate is telling me every you know every word that comes out of her mouth is just cementing you know the 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 fact that I am sitting on this bench with a sniper rifle trained on me, and, and and this is just horrific. And yes, you're absolutely right. She was she was brave in the face of that to do what she needed to do, which made it all the more spectacular. And then there's just the degree of difficulty of what Kate has to do in you know not tipping off the sniper and trying to get in close enough and and you know risk failing by getting Kim killed. Kim, Kim Raver, uh, by getting Audrey killed um, in asking her to make a sudden movement, you know, that was risky. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, just j just rooting out a sniper, uh, you know, from a tactical perspective, I imagine must be one of the harder things out there. I'm not a field agent, obviously. I don't know anything about anything. But, you know, just from from a silly fan's perspective of watching television and watching movies in which, you know, you get to see all this fanciful stuff, you know, that seems pretty freaking hard. Um, and then the fact that she pulled it off um was you know led to a great reaction by the crowd in the room as we were watching um and yeah for the, for those listening in we watched the episode it was austin myself and 21 other people uh and this was a really good episode to watch with a yeah oh it was uh um and, and yeah i mean they were, that was an exciting sequence with kate rescuing audrey shooting shooting the sniper uh and then we have uh audrey audrey's okay audrey asks uh about jack and what's going on jack is informed that audrey is okay uh jack says jack says thank god and you know audrey, audrey was okay until she wasn't yeah and and i think that that cements why this was my favorite um or at least one uh, most of my favorite um, parts of the episode where, you know, in, in those waning moments, um, the, the, uh, the despair of, of, of Kate as she's losing, uh, you know, her battle to keep, to keep Audrey alive. And then what really hit me the second time, you know, as I watched this, because the first time I watched this, I was still in kind of a state of like, you know, um, so I wasn't really thinking as I was watching it, but, you know, after the teardrop, which was devastating, all in and of itself, um, from Audrey's right eye. Um, That's right. You, you, and, you, and there was the look on Audrey's, equally as devastating, was the look on Audrey's face, face. that preceded her lying down on the bench. Oh, my God. What, are, what a, a facial expression from Kim Raver. She has this look on her face of, oh, oh my God, I know I'm going to die. I'm terrified about this. I'm sad that i've realized the tragedy of my my life and i just i just saw a little child's face breaking in, in that in that scene uh and then she goes down on onto the bench and she sheds one tear and you just i i feel like she just i feel like she gives up 
and I don't mean that as a criticism. I don't mean that as a as a oh she gave up. But just like you 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 have all these. I think that that makes for a better scene. But you have a lot of characters as they uh, you know as they're in their death throes and they're they're trying to say something or they're trying to say words of vengeance like Mustache did last time. Long live the Mustache. Um, right. Or, or, and or, I think the frailty of Audrey's plays into that. maybe yeah, pl- plays into that or you know or maybe even her her age say relative to. Uh, you know, I don't know any other character who's not at the age of Audrey Rains being shot at that point. But but, uh, but yeah, so you, so you get a lot of other characters who are, you know, they're they're active. They're they're maybe not necessarily trying to fight through it, but they are, you know, they she she's lying down and then she just closes her eyes, and the way that she closes her eyes isn't mm-hmm. a moment of like moment of character death. Uh eyes shut because like she she, she is she, she cannot keep them open it's it, the way that she closed them the way that uh, that Kim Raver closes her eyes in that scene communicated to me maybe I'm reading too much into this but this is just what I got out of it communicated to me is, yeah yeah like I I, I I felt the same way I this is it I you know uh, uh, I I've lived this sad life and I'm so tired um and I I, I can't do this anymore all right like I I think I don't think she died when she closed her eyes. I don't think she died for another couple of a good couple of seconds or or or, or a short while. But I agree. It just it's just that kind of that that resignation that just when I was watching it the second time because I was more aware of what was going on because I knew what was happening. That's when you know it kind of punched me in the face. Um, and you know Kate's reaction followed by Jack's just utter you know let me pull oh. let me pull the season three face out again and just you know, make the entire audience crumble. Right. And, you know, Kate's reaction actually, um, you know, made, made me, made me crumble a bit, you know, cause Kate, Kate cried cause there was obviously Kate feeling partially responsible, mm-hmm. uh, for this as much of a difficult assignment as she had here. Uh, so there was Kate feeling partially responsible or just being sad that a person's dying mm-hmm. or being sad that the president's daughter is dying or you know you think back to last week's episode when Kate was in the car with Jack yep. and she understands she, what's going she, on between she them she understood what the history of Jack and Audrey and how important okay. this was right and we also know Kate would have a soft spot for uh for someone losing a loved one because her backstory her own, yep. we recently learned was someone losing a loved one. Yep. Uh so yeah, so that was that that was tough as well. That that was a pretty problem and just uh, you know, going back one second on the Audrey de- death, I had when I was watching it, I first thought, "Oh shit, Audrey shot and maybe we're going to time jump to 12 hours later." And in like we're the hospital Audrey's, or Audrey's hospital, hospital bed. Mm. And then I saw where Audrey was shot. And yep. can you can you guess which other twenty four character I thought of? Well, you should just say it because we've had this conversation before. <laughs> okay. Well, I thought of my I thought of my beloved Renee Walker. Okay. Um, and it's also kind of where Terry Barrow was shot. Yes, Terry Renee. And Audrey were all shot in roughly the exact same spot. It's like code on, to 24 uh, on, fans. On, on, hey, on guess their, what? Their body. No hope. Right. And I also think scientifically, if you're trying to do real time, 
you know, that was, um, uh, you know, she need to shoot someone in that spot. Or in the heart. Yes, or, or in the heart. So, you know, that was, um, that was tough. And then Kate delivering the news to Jack was another, uh, well played scene by Strahovski where she said, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Jack said, I thought she was safe there. And uh, there was a second shooter. I'm so sorry, Jack. I'm so sorry. The, the voice breaking, just the, yeah, the Kate, inability to explain. Uh, and I don't, I don't mean like incompetence, but just she's so overwrought that she can't be like, well, here's what happened. She's just like, look, there was a second shooter. I, you know, the, uh, whew, just a lot to take in and a yeah, lot for her to dole out. And, and, and you know, y- you get that face, that season three face. Yeah, you know, you get the season three face, but Jack couldn't, can't even cry anymore. And, uh, you know, an interesting, uh, choice of, uh, by Kiefer Sutherland, um, that Jack doesn't start crying. And I think that's a, a nice commentary. Well, he doesn't, on... he doesn't shed tears, but the. Right, he doesn't shed tears. Clearly, he's, facial, he's devastated. The facial, like, reactions and, and, and the devastation on his face suggest, I mean, uh, the, Again, I'm no doctor, no scientist, but you know, I, I I think that some some people would may not necessarily shed tears immediately, but like that face crumbling is still the onset of you know of tears or of of the state of being in which you are so miserable that you know whether or not you're crying, like that clearly communicates like I you know I I am I am so sad and devastated and and just. You know, but you're right. Maybe his tear ducts were were are, are are no longer operative. But no, I I see what your point is. Like it, it is an evolution, uh, and and you know even if we don't talk about the tears, we see it in in kind of the the wrinkles in his face and the the age and the oh you see you it know. in his eyes. It, it's like Jack shriveled yeah. in that moment. His face his face turned inward, and it was unsurprisingly outstanding work from. Our man keeps Is it just ones. me or did he manage to make himself paler? Or maybe that was camera I don't know. I feel maybe it was just the way I felt while watching it twice. But I, I think feel it was like the he way got, you felt while watching it. I, I or guess the so. Fact but they're using the filter. They're using a certain camera yeah. filter, maybe. Um uh, but so, you know, then we get up to you know, then we get up to this just great and devastating moment where Jack is here here's about Audrey. He slowly pulls the the phone away from from his body, and you still hear Kate um, talking. Jack, Jack, say something, and it gets it gets more faint as it goes. He slowly, which was, uh, yeah, yeah, which was a great um, directorial touch by John Cassar, uh, along with the extreme close-ups of Audrey's face um, when, when she when she was dying. I thought this this featured some really good uh, shot composition uh, and directorial tricks by John Cassar. Welcome back, John Cassar. We missed you. Um, so, I-, I thought this that was really good. And and unshouldering the gun. Yeah, and then so unholstering the, the handgun. Yeah, and oh my god, it like, you know, was is... somebody in the room saying no, 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 no? Somebody in the somebody in the room was saying that, and they were feel like, oh, not like this. Maybe someone said, oh no, you know, oh, you know, yeah. gasps, and you know, just in that moment, and you really, you know, I thought Jack. Um, might might do it, and I said this um in season eight after my beloved Renee was killed. Um, that Jack should just kill himself right now. That that that, that that's that's all he should do. There's there's no help. There's no hope left for him. Um, and that was my emotional reaction 
right after R Renee was killed. But I, I don't want to go too much into this discussion, so I'll, I'll just say what I'm going to say, and you can respond, and that'll that'll be it. But if 24 is ever going to kill Jack Bauer, I'm actually an advocate of it happening because Jack Bauer takes his own life. More so than some particular bad guy gets to kill him. Either takes it or or willingly sacrifices, sacrifices it. Yeah, I'll, I'll even put. I'll, I'm okay with that as well. Because we've and... seen it's. There's precedent for that as well. There's precedent yes, for and him, it, and... and not not just what I said, but for what you said. He wanted to, he wanted to kill himself in season two. He he was on a death he was on a death wish. Mason basically season... told him told us that. You know? Yeah, Mason called him out on it. Yeah. In season six, six, he's clearly contemplating suicide uh -huh. again. Um, he's resigned to die um, at many points in the series, but uh, specifically at the end of season seven when he has the, the prion variant um, and he doesn't even want Kim's help. So, I mean, it's certainly w within the character. Uh, and you know, a heroic sacrifice, which we arguably did see at the end of the Live Another Day finale, yep. uh, is also w with, within Jack's character, by, by all means. So, it, it, yeah. all, all that's fine, and that, that that's as much of that discussion as I personally need, need to have, especially when we have so many other things to discuss uh, in this particular go-round, but just some food for thought. I'll just, I'll just end that with saying that I don't want to see him get popped by some random, and, and you, we, we've seen... We've seen uh, uh, shows and other works of fiction do that. I, I, this character, I don't, I think, deserves better than that, regardless yeah. of whether or not it's realistic. Yeah, like I mean, look, that's it's that's a tricky conversation, um, and fortunately, one we're not having now because uh, you know that would I'm be too glad much. <laughs> that, I'm glad, yeah, it it would just be so hard, and I'm glad that Jack Bowers out there. Um, so Jack doesn't kill himself, uh, and. Let me ask you, when you watched it the first time and you watched it the second time, what happened What happened first? Jack chooses not to kill himself or Jack hears the footsteps? I, um, and, and after I answer, let me, I actually want to go back one, one step and, and actually talk about something that I thought was cool and how one thing led to another. But I, I do, you know, having just watched it and this affirmed, confirmed what I thought was happening in the first place was, uh, he was in a daze until he heard Chinese shouting, and I thought that he was that he did not decide to pull back. I think that he was still contemplating it until he was shaken out of his daze by the shouting. Okay, that that's what I saw. Um, I I, I could have maybe I need to see it again and look much more carefully, but that's what I saw. Yeah, I'd encourage you to look carefully because the first time I watched it, I thought what you did, and the second time I watched it, um, I feel like Jack pulls out of this you know, a half or a quarter of a second, you know, before you hear the, sh the shouting and footsteps. I'll, I'll but have maybe to, the, yeah. maybe the shouting is more faint, and then it's at the same time. So, uh, regardless of what pulled Jack out of it, he started to get that get that face, which was so well delivered by, by Kiefer, and then goes on a gorgeous rampage. Mm -hmm. uh, before we get into that, I was, I was going to say that, you know, the, the, the idea of of suicide is tantamount to giving up to 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 just saying I, I can't deal with this anymore I, and i think i disagree with, i disagree not, with that notion okay but in at times it is tantamount to giving up right i was going to say in this context um oh in this in this context yeah 
Yes, in this context, it would be. Yeah, and and I think the reason why I bring that up is because of how how I you know took the way that Audrey scene ended, and it kind of just flowed into that. And it's mm-hmm. not something that I really thought about or noticed until I saw it a second time when I was actually paying attention. Um, but he doesn't give up, and he he makes the angry face, and he kind of. I I will say that without the context of what hap- happened around it, um, sitting in my emotional center, um, it would have seemed a little superhero-y. You know, he's he he's all of a sudden super accurate in taking out you know thugs from every direction, and then he even has a little gimmick of like I've got the Chinese butcher knife and I'm gonna throw it at you, and this is all actiony, which is fine. That's totally fine, but um. I guess my point is that the weight of everything that led up to it just just kind of induced this kind of haze where none of that matters. None of that kind of, you know, evaluation of a scene really matters in that context. You just want to see him, you know, rip everybody to shreds and and, and go all out and reprise his kind of revenge spree from season one and get and, and just come out of the, come out of it unscathed and, and get the bad guy and, and, and it's just Everything. Right, it was similar to season one with Jack hearing that Kim is dead and then, you know, going on a well-planned uh, vengeance spray. Yeah, and it just just kind of from beat to beat to beat, the way that it all fit together um, is, is really what made this episode what it was for me. Yeah, that, that's good. And just to um, kind of echo your point there about... You know, you don't necessarily worry too much how believable that that is there. Um, certainly, it's no more or less believable than anything else in the, in the show's universe. So of course. the show's following its own rules, and it kind of comes down to uh, that. You know, that Joss Whedon adage that he said, um, "Emotion and emotion and clarity first. You know, and you find the emotion of that moment and the clarity of what's happening um, is." Very, very palpable, and that's more—that's more important than you know. In these realism. instances, it definitely is. I think I think these types of things are meant to communicate, to to communicate, you know, for the character as opposed to say, "Well, this is what happened. This is like this is historical. This is a historical event of what happened. He shot he shot a zillion people and came out unscathed." No, it's it's about it's not about that believability. It's about the communication of that character's anger. Uh, and in in thirst for revenge, the the fire right. in that character, you know, and, and also, oh god, I mean that was just so needed, okay. Um, after what had happened in in that episode, uh, up up to this point, you, the the audience n- needed it. You needed that that moment of release and 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 gratification and and vengeance, okay, and justice, uh, release. And, yeah, I mean, you you needed you needed all of that, and you know, Jack goes on a spree and he kills a ton of people. By the way, this was this uh this episode set a uh set two records. Uh, first, this was the episode that had Jack Bauer killing the most people in a single episode. In a single episode, it broke the season six finales record on the on the boat on the oil on the rig oil, uh, on the oil rig. Yes, um, and. This episode became the first ever episode to feature two silent clocks, which we'll get to that, yeah. um, I'm sure later. But, so Jack, uh, yeah, so Jack goes, Jack goes on his, uh, his, his assault. His assault. Uh, it leads 
all the way up, all the way up to um, Jack taking um, finally taking Chang down first by apprehending him. Now uh, I thought it was a nice touch that Chang was able to fight. That was a cool surprise, a believable one, and some added suspense. Um, and then you know Jack fairly quickly ta takes him down, and I thought then the most interesting five minutes from a character perspective of the entire season happened, uh, or maybe two minutes. You know, do you recall what Jack says to Chang there? I, I didn't recall it because I I had trouble hearing it on 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 your TV actually at that uh, during the episode, but. I actually wrote it down when I watched it just now because I liked it so much and it and it and it kind of was very ironic in a sense when he says you should have stayed hidden like a rat you could have Oh, I'm not even talking about that. But oh. anyway, you should have stayed hidden like a rat. You could have died an old man. And it's such like No, that's not what Is that what he said? Yes. You sure cuz I checked the subtitle track. So did I. The subtitle the subtitle the the subtitle that I saw got it wrong. Okay, because the first and second time I saw that scene, as well as the third time I watched it with subtitles, okay, I thought I heard Jack say you should have that you should have stayed hidden like a rat, and then he said you're gonna die an old man. So I took it as, oh my God, after all this, after everything that happened in season eight, after the conversations Jack's had with Kate in day nine, uh. And because the U.S. government needs Chang alive, Jack's finally choosing not to take vengeance here. That's how, that's how I took it. I mean, maybe you want to, um, while you're on a computer and we're, we're, we're talking, pull it up real quick on, say, Hulu Plus. Um, yeah, I was no watching mean, it on no, Fox.com, no, and, and, and I think, I, I don't know no that... Charge to, no charge to podcast advertising for Hulu Plus <laughs> there. We just, we just threw you a bonus, okay? Um, but... And I thought that was just a perfect place for Live Another Day to go, uh, because there's been so much discussion, uh, about Jack's vengeance in season eight. And there's been. But then he um, takes the vengeance, which why, which is why that line doesn't, which is, doesn't really make sense. Oh, sure it does. Because, uh, and let me just fin finish my thought here. Um, it makes, um, so much of the subtext of this season has been, can Jack live in the real world anymore. Or, 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 or can he not? You know, he's someone who just throws Margo Alarazi out a window. You know? I, I don't think the Jack of season one would have done that. I don't oh, know if the Jack of season not. four w w would have done that. Maybe not even the Jack of season five. Certainly the Jack of season six w would have done that. I, I think um, by, I think by five he was getting there. I mean, the, 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 the first kind of, Ruthless executions, I think, happened in five. Um, with the gunman and with Christopher with, Henderson. With uh, Conrad, with Conrad Haas. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So w certainly the Jack that we met at the beginning of the series. Of course not. Yeah. Okay. Would not have. The Jack at the beginning of the series was was like was just worried Long about his hair. daughter. Yeah. Was worried about his daughter skipping out on him. And threatening old, old old douchebags who used to date his daughter, and 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 now he's fucking throwing people out of windows. It, it what what okay, a, what 20, a ride. 20, Twenty four trivia question, and I don't even know if I know the answer to this one. All right, the boyfriend of Kim or ex boyfriend his of name? Kim's that you're referring to. What was his name? I forgot. Um. Um. I forget. 
Um, I'm trying to think of what his name was. Uh, but he does refer to him as Yo, Mr. B. What's up? Or something like right. that. Um, what was his name? Um, I think it was... I have Stephen, Brian, and Kyle. It, it, I think it's Stephen. I think it's Stephen. Okay? I'm look, looking this up now. <laughs> Dude, um, look it up. You got, got, got to look this one up now. The first of... Uh... <laughs> Fact checking oh. on the podcast. Okay. Uh, be in suspense. Is it Stephen? Is it Brian? Is it Kyle? Is it something else? Um... Uh, it is Vincent. Vincent. That's what it was. Oh, right. Vincent O'Brien, spelled differently than Chloe O'Brien, yeah. for the record. Um, okay? That's funny. <laughs> I stopped going out with her. You know that. I'm just making sure you... Uh, I know that. I'm just making sure you do. That was a great line. And I'm uh, trying to find what the subtitles say. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing the same thing. So any, anyway, we... Um, you know, Jack, Jack, says, Jack says something to Chang. See, the reason why I think it's interesting... Is because Jack, you know, devote, devotee of vengeance, okay, um, and just killing people, says that to Chang, and he's not willing to do it. And then some combination of Chang's defiance after being apprehended, all right, or Jack just saying, you know, going back to, you know, his core instinct. And saying, because, fuck it. All right, because we are who, who we are. Or him recalling what Audrey said in episode 11 to kill him. All right. Yeah. And then Jack, Jack killing him. So I, I think it was an interesting idea and an interesting character moment and maybe uh, a sign of hope that Jack could get something back that he chooses not to kill Chang. So, and then a, just a great character yeah. moment anyway of, nope, Jack kills Chang. So the Fox.com subtitles say what I thought he said. You could have died an old man. Um, yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't, that makes sense. I don't I, know if I they're better or worse the... than the Hulu ones. I think this actually is equally as pertinent for a completely different reason. Sure, I think that, I think that works too. In, in that it's um, like... It, it, takes a lot of the, it takes a lot of the interesting and intriguing layers out of that scene for me. Uh, I, I think... Uh, I think for it's a good line. I think it know? speaks well, but I think it speaks to Jack and his entire life. If you reflect that line back on himself, right, and and you think about Jack always resurfacing, always coming back, always trying to do the right thing, always you know whatever, and at every turn, you know, yes, he has survived through fourteen years of this. Maybe uh, I don't know. Maybe, uh, what are we at? Twenty at this point? Yes, he has survived this far. But uh, I believe it's eighteen years okay so 18 years but you know you you flip that line back on jack you should have stayed hidden like a rat you could have died an old man you know everything that he's done puts himself at risk puts himself at risk of dying and it's clearly something that he doesn't care about or or is willing to accept but just you know hearing him say that line to someone else is very intriguing now i i do agree that it takes away some of the layers for this specific scene in and of itself because it takes away the reversal of you know it takes it away the reversal of, you know, kind of his mindset. But at the same time, you know, I never thought that he should ever be, like, recontemplating. He needs to be honoring Audrey's request. He needs to be offing this guy and, and, and you know, show, giving him a what for. You know, it, it it's it's something that it, – it's basically something that always needed to – that always needed to happen the instant that you heard that conversation in the last episode, in my in my opinion. Um, and that's why I just I, I, I just don't um, 
I just don't know that the uh, the other the other line is is as for me makes as much sense. But you know, I definitely see where you're going with it, and I definitely think that you know, had this been the line, or if this is the line, that you know, I can buy that interpretation as well. I, I'll just have to listen to it closer because I didn't I didn't want to listen and listen to you talk at the same time. So um, I will I will play it again after we're off and see what he says. Um, yeah, that's 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 plenty fine. But what line were you talking about then? Because I think you you said that it wasn't even that one that you were talking about in that scene, or was no, that the, it? The, it was the old man line. Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, and and I'm sorry I'm sorry that I missed it the first time around because 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 I really love that line. Um, yeah. So you know, Jack Jack kill, kills Chang. Uh, just chops his head off. Great great moment. Gratifying. Good good ending for the character of of Chang. Uh, and just a thrilling sequence, and um, so interestingly, the Hulu, you could have died an old man. All right, that is what the Hulu Plus says. Huh. I just pulled it up. So uh, Verizon Fios and Hulu Plus disagree. Verizon <laughs> uh, Fios disagrees with Hulu Plus and Fox.com. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll go with, um, uh, I-, I would trust Hulu Plus and Fox.com over it. So uh, in other words, we just wasted five minutes on this podcast. <laughs> It's all right. Uh, There's never a wasted what, moment when you're listening to us and our beautiful voices. Really? Because <laughs> um, I think I think certain people might have a different viewpoint on us talking about Rita Brady for an aggregated seven minutes. Of well, podcast. they can unsubscribe from our feed then. Don't unsubscribe. If, you made it, if you've made it this far, at least, we'll at least promise not to mention Rita Brady the rest of this podcast. Rita Brady. You're a dick. <laughs> okay? It is so, done. All right. So anyway... Um, there was a good, it was, the reason why I think this finale worked is, you know, you have the China or U.S. war that they're trying to prevent, and, you know, the show's gone there, um, at a couple points, but that this, because it was tied to the situation with Audrey and whether Audrey would live or die, um, and then how that impacted Jack, and then how that resolved the China-U.S., uh, standoff, uh, it felt so personal. And 24 is always better when it's personal. Personal, absolutely. Uh, you know, it's cool if, you know, it's fun if he's trying to blow up an oil rig to stop, um, to stop Russia and the U.S. from going to war over the FP, FB subcircuit board MacGuffin thing in season six. Um, but it's always, and it's great if he's trying to stop a nuclear bomb from going off. But it's always more impactful when the nuclear bomb has um, been exposed to George Mason. And it's always more impactful that it was David Palmer's death that propelled season five. Or that Michelle Dessler and Gael Ortega are in the hotel. The, uh, yeah, and absolutely. 24 functions best when that's what's going on. 24 started uh, off uh, the, the the conflict that started it all was personal and very. and what drives this show more than I think much more than I think a lot of other action shows or even procedural shows and even even when you get to procedural shows like bones which we both love you know the reason why that works is because a lot of the best moments are personal they're about the characters not about the events sure I mean I hardly ever re- 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 recall how a Bones episode resolved the plot of that episode. I remember Bones and Booth going to any number of different locations, and 
the debates those two characters had. Mm -hmm. And I remember um, personal moments that happened for them or the flirting and I, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Emily Deschanel forever and ever and ever. And that's why I think that a lot of the shows that tried to, that they're like, ooh, 24 was so successful. We could do a shocker show like that too with twists and turns. And it's just like, great. So you've got twists and turns. But do you have the magic that makes this show what it is? Most likely not. In a lot of cases, no. Like it, it's sure. they 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 think that it's all about the spectacle. And fine, maybe for the majority of the audience that just wants to see something something with fireworks, the mainstream audience, you know, uh, that 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 that's fine, great. You know, people love twists. But if you want to, you know, in our eyes, I think if you want to get into you know your and my list of like what are the the shows. The upper echelon shows that we want to talk about, you know, it's always down to, to, to how personal it gets and the interaction between the characters and the development and growth and, and uh, interaction between all the characters and which ones pull us in and which ones repel us, you know. Right. And, and that's really what seals the deal, whether, whether you're talking about 24, Lost – uh, Battlestar, Friday Night Oh my Lights. God, you just complicate. You just complimented Lost. Huzzah. Uh, well. And Lost deserved that compliment as well, much as any of the shows that you just mentioned there. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, and then even Friday Night Lights is, is it should have been mentioned first. But all those things. Notice how they're completely different in nature and genre, but they're all near the top. You know why? Because they focus on the characters and, and the interactions and, you know, how we relate to them or can't relate to them and, and make us understand different things about not only those characters, but people who are like those characters in our own lives. You know? Right, and and I also think the mainstream audience feels um, really feels the same way because the mainstream audience turns off. You know, forget about all the twenty four clones, all those lost clones that came out. <laughs> uh, you know, where it was all just oh, here's a big mystery. We got it. Yep. We got it. We got it. Here's crazy stuff happening. But they never gave you characters that you cared about, mm -hmm. and the good shows always find ways to do, give you characters that you care about because. Then you're concerned about what what happens, happens to them. It, what happens with the the plot? Right. Um. So just you know, a quick question now that his tenure on Twenty Four is done. Where would you rank uh, Chang in all time Twenty Four villains? Uh. I, I again, I don't need a specific placing either. I just you know he got he got some of these people good. I uh, I want to say. This is going to sound like a weird qualification, but I kind of put him in a grouping that would involve the Mandys of the world. And by that, what I mean is um, never necessarily the the villain the majority of the time that he shows up. Oftentimes, someone who kind of blindsides you and, you know, comes in for, for a small amount of time but has a, a, a quite a big impact – um, or at least a, a very noticeable one, um, and definitely a very capable villain. Right, and you brought up that good point a few weeks ago um, when we were discussing his return, how, you know, Chang starts off as a security chief, and, you know, he's graduated uh, to, say, a supervillain uh, because of what's, hap you know, happened to him. So he, he makes an interesting uh, rise up the villainous ladder over the series, and, hey, he... Kidnapped Jack, tortured Jack, tortured Audrey and ruined her, finally killed Audrey, 
almost started, you know, a, a, a world war. Um, so, you know, Chang, um, Ch- Chang had a good run on 24, and I thought he was a fun villain. He had a dense run, I think, is what is what is kind of cool, too, in that, you know, it took very few episodes overall in the series for you to feel his impact. In, yes. pro- in proportion to the total number of episodes that, that are in right. the series. Right, I mean... Um, of all the major villains in, in 24, I mean, I feel like Chang, I mean, what would Zima's episode count be? I feel like it's somewhere in the, uh, vicinity of 12 episodes. I think it was 12 or 13, because I was actually looking up Oh, you were looking what, up? Yeah, what I, other I, things he was in, um, and I can't remember if I'm getting the number right, because my memory's shit, but I think it was something like 13, so... Yeah, well, I mean, he shows up in 421... Okay, he's in the last four episodes of season four. He's in the last episode of season five. He's in the last three episodes of season nine. So that's a total of eight episodes. And then he's in six one, six seventeen, um, six eighteen, six nineteen. So that's four more. Six twenty two, twenty three, and twenty four, maybe something, something like that. So, I mean, it's less than 15, whereas Logan's in, you know, 40-some-odd episodes, and Sherry's in 30-some-odd, and um, Nina's in 30-some-odd, and, uh, you know, you even have those season-long villains like a Marwan or a Fayed who's in in quite a bunch. So so it it was a dense and and impactful run for uh, Seema's Cheng Z, who... has been decapitated, yeah. thankfully. And I, I just still think, and this calls back what you just said, uh, what you just reminded me that I said, is just, I, I just love the fact that he didn't even start it as a villain at all. He was just doing his job. You know, he's a foil for sure, but he was just doing mm-hmm. his job. Right. Uh, and he's a bit extreme for sure. Yes. So he had those, he had those villainous tendencies. Um, so um, I guess just talking about a couple odds and ends, what did you think about the uh, resolutions for... Um, Kate, Mark, and Eric. Uh, you know, as as much as I like the actor that plays Eric, you know, and this may be a Steve Navarro callback, uh, you know, I, I, you know, it was whatever his resolution, if you can call it, that was whatever. I feel like I feel like he was just there, um, and he had a few good moments where he where he got to show us this is the actor that you like, um, just like Benjamin Bratt was able to do, but. You know, and and, and I, I I could be giving not giving him a fair shake, and and perhaps I evaluate it differently once I rewatch this entire thing, which I can't wait to do. But again, it's just like, uh, you know, almost a wasted opportunity. But then then again, you can't make everyone be a star on on a show, so I understand that. Um, sure. Kate was uh, the one that hit me more. Obviously, it 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 was reminiscent of you know for different reasons, just the imagery of her laying down her gun and badge. Uh, and then thinking about Renee putting her badge on the filing cabinet and just that like, was powerful. I mean, the con. I thought of the Renee thing as well because know. it doesn't. We've we've established it doesn't take much to get me to think of Renee Walker. <laughs> um, but I mean, you know, there were a lot of uh, similarities and callbacks between Renee and Kate. Uh, but the context of Kate putting her weapon, her her weapon and her badge down, uh, was was completely different. It was different. Yeah, absolutely. And. Different. The uh, impact of it was also, um, you know, w- was was also different. And I think you, you know, you leave this season with Kate Morgan thinking she's had a rough day. She's turned, you know, she's she said, you know what? Either I'm not as good at what I do as I think, or 
I don't want this. And there's a, there's a little bit of, um, hope for, for her, or, or at the very least, she, she's out. When Renee turns in her, her weapon and her, her gun. She digs herself in. It's, you know what? I'm throw, I'm throwing this away. Yeah. Okay. All right. I have made, I have made a turn here. I'm okay with it. This is, this is what I've seen on this day. Uh, has caused me has caused me to change, and this is the path that I'm fully aware that I'm going on. Um, it, it's interesting. And, those I two mean characters. that arc, that season seven arc for Renee is one of the show's best seasonal character arcs, if not if not the best one. Um, and yeah, I'm not going to get into that, that yeah. debate, but I mean that's just great, 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 great. Um, and you know, uh, but you know, so Kate Kate turns in you know her badge, which you know, was on the cusp of happening anyway at the beginning sure. of the season. Yeah. Eric gets Eric gets his job. Um and Eric who opened the season uh skeptical of how good Kate was, you know, actually has some kind words for her. Yes. Of, yeah. Uh you know It's not an ex- this, this, exact this, science you science, couldn't have known. This, this, yeah, this, this isn't your fault, blah 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 you know. So that that was a, a decent enough closing note for Eric who didn't have that much to do and that's that's o that's okay. Um, so well, he got um, the don't fight it treatment from Jack in episode one, and that was good enough for me. <laughs> he he did, and he got a promotion during the day. I mean, yeah. Eric probably had the best day of any twenty four sure. character. Yeah. Oh, um, when 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 you you probably the second best day of any twenty four. Okay, if Eric had the best day of any of character live another day, who had the worst? Who had who had the second best oh, the day? Second best. I have an answer, and it's an it's an odd one, um, because it's not like this character had a good day. Uh, you just mean day as as we saw it on the show, not within the entire legacy of of that character's existence no. in twenty four right. history, right? Okay. Um, I don't know what is your what is your thought? Simone Alharazi. Oh, the best day in this season. The, the she second had the best second, day in this season. Uh, the second least awful day. In the season. In this season, I thought you meant through an entirety. Sorry. Yeah, no, um, just the day nine characters. I think it was Simone. Yeah, I mean, she got hit by a bus. She lost her finger because of her crazy mother. Um, no, she had an awful day. She had she a lost... very bad day. I'm not sure what you're. Husband, no, her husband, mother, brother, sister-in-law died. She lost a finger. She got hit by a bus. Her mother tried to kill her. I think that it's safe to say diet. her day was a little taxing. I I, I might go with Belchek. Oh, Belchek. Bel- uh, he got knocked out, but relatively, you know, unscathed. He got to hang down from a from a girder when he was finding the engine room and jump around and do all this fun stuff. Um, I, I say that sort of with snark because none of that stuff is really fun. But um, yeah, Be- Belchek. Yeah, you know, but again, Belchek's uh, Belchek's friend was uh, was taken away. So. Who knows? Um, now, Boudreaux didn't have that much to do in, in this episode, which you know does make a lot of sense. Uh, but he had wise. some impactful moments in the time that he shared on the screen. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, talk about another great moment was uh, you know he wants to save to save his wife, and he is slightly responsible for what she's gotten her herself into. Interestingly, we didn't talk about this. Jack's the one who's more responsible because it's her tie. It's Audrey's tie to Jack, which makes 
her her um something to exploit yep. as well as you know Jack surfaced on this day to take care of Heller and Audrey or visa one vis-a-vis the other and he's cursed uh right by resurfacing that put you know that put people in jeopardy of course Audrey still might have gone to meet with uh Shao uh, it's so weird. It's so, my last name. So, so who knows? Um, but Jack's minimally responsible for for Audrey's death here, or Jack's responsible because he chose not to go after Audrey um, and sent Kate, and maybe Jack could have done a better job there. Um, and you know that that's a nice way to you know segue back to Mark. Mark says to Jack at the beginning, "She loves you," and Jack screams, "Shut up!" Okay. Um, and, you know, points the finger at him, kind of reminiscent to uh, him doing that to Tony in 319 when Kim was being sent on her field mission. Yeah, that was... Uh, that was that was effective, oh. and then Boudreaux finding out about Audrey and seeing um, his well, his much-beloved father-in-law uh, faint, you know, um, w- was powerful. And then Boudreaux uh, at the end with, um, you know, when Ritter tells him, you're going to go to... Jail yeah, and, and he's not even well. I no, actually no. This I think the sequence of lines is he asks how Heller is. Oh, wait, wait. Does he does he say he does asks, he ask how he Heller is how and Heller then is. is told where he's going? Blah 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 blah. Or is it the other way around? I think it's the other way around. Okay, so so like the because because that would have made it more effective. Where like the, he he doesn't even care about where he's going. He just wants to know about how Heller's doing. Right, um, which I think that's why it was was effective yeah. and. uh you know that was good, and Don- Donovan did some really good work with it with a tricky role. Yeah, I wasn't um, always sold on Mark Boudreau, but I always liked what Tate Donovan brought to the character. I, I, yeah, I was, I, was I am very grateful to have had him as a cast member on this show. Yeah, he was great. Um, he was he was great, great, great. So, um, so that's where those characters um wound wound up. Heller, you know, we discussed this a little bit at the beginning of the podcast, but. We didn't go into it too much. What a stunning, stunning scene um, for uh, William Devane uh, and Pres- President Heller. Again, just the perfect way for that the Alzheimer's and aging president story to end, and uh, a tragic way for Heller's story to, to end. But oh my God, that was so moving. With you know, I won't even be able to remember that I had a daughter who died in a horrible way. I won't be able to remember anything. I mean, that was, you know, so devastating and, and, and powerful. And, you know, one of the reasons that this episode probably is in the, uh, you know, in the annals of, uh, most devastating 24 episodes of all time. But how good, how good was William Devane in, in that scene? There, there's, there's a complexity to what he said and I think I already went over it. but just in the you could take it so many ways is he ha- is is he sort of looking on the bright side of things is it just bleak is it you know it, it, you could take it's it everything. one of so many ways or you could take it all those ways yeah everything and just there is just like every other character like the age really shows uh in you know either whether it be the makeup or because Devane just aged that way um and it was so effective um calling back to the last episode where he dropped his pills and whatever and then seeing him faint this time and just just the structure of his face the wrink the the additional wrinkles the thinning hair and and 
you know, all that playing into into this storyline of his, and uh, it, it just comes together so well, but also so sadly. Um, right, and, and Ross and Ross McCall was also really good when he delivered the news to uh, Helen, and when, when he receives it. it, yeah. Oh yeah, he was he was you know he got some he he did some good work uh, with with very little words in 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 this episode. I'm glad we can and understand him now. We 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 can look. I mean. Gravelly voice, gravel, gravelly voice forever. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So that was um, again. That was that was a really just a powerful closing note for for the Heller story. Team uh, sixteen total episodes. Thirteen for the original series. Three for Live Another Day. Okay. That just popped up on my phone because I was opening it up. Um, but yeah, uh, I'd be close enough to being. 15 or below that that it, it's it, yeah um yeah so um are, are we are we done with heller i, I i'm really itching to get I, your... I mean i i i think the one final thing i'd say on heller is uh i think we should discuss where we come down on heller being alive in in, in all of this and i think we can take issue with the pulling the rug out from under the audience trick. Um, so let's just say if they didn't close that episode with us thinking um, Heller Heller dies and he's rescued at the end of the episode, then, then the rug is effectively not pulled out from under the audience. Um, but, I mean, I am so glad that he was on, that he was on the show um, for everything that followed. In, uh, it, after his sacrifice, non-sacrifice. And, you know, the writers found a way to, to have a, a nice finish and uh, ironic finish for, for that character that he couldn't sacrifice himself. And now he's left to waste away with Without the grief a daughter. That, 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 that he lost a daughter and, he has to he has to bear this burden for as long as he can remember it. And I thought that was I mean that was pretty damn powerful. Look, um, I, it, it, it was the right move to keep him around. It, the right move to keep him around, it was the right move to bring Tony back for the the, the fantastic 7th season. They're going to pay it off, you know, for the Maybe that's putting too much faith in any show, but you know, go, given how how much fan, how much of a fan I am, how much of a fan you are of this show, and and knowing how good they are at you know either recovering from a mistake or pulling something off that we question at first, you know they're gonna pull it off. I'm still in the camp that it, you know it will upset me every time I have to come to that moment where where we discover that the rug was pulled or that we rewatch the time during the, the actual event happening that ends up not happening tony dying heller dying but not like i'm it's always going to taint you know my experience even if for a brief moment it's going to taint it and and that's not that this that's not going to go away that being said you know of course i'm glad that he's that that, that he stuck around for these storylines to develop right Had and he i'm not just saying been... they made use they made usage and effect for that character of him still being alive Right. Had he not been, I, I have, I would have had pretty good confidence that they would have taken it in another direction that was equally as powerful. 
Maybe. That, that's, that's, that's me predicting the future. I realize that that's not a realistic, realistic thing, but come on. They pulled off you know, paying off something that, you know, I had a huge issue with. And they, 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 they pulled off certain question marks that we had. You know, season six notwithstanding, you know, they've generally pulled off really difficult things. So, you know, if you ask me, you know, could they have done something effectively with Hell or Dead? You know, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. And so, and so would it necessarily be worth, you know, sacrificing this great storyline that we did get? Maybe, maybe not, but I, I, I am on the side of we would have gotten something great either way, and I just wish they had found another way to not pull the rug under us. Um, or I don't know. It, it's, it's always going to stick with me. Tony's always stuck yeah. with me. This is always going to stick with me. And that, 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 that's fine. Um, I, 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 at the very least, I think they really did pay this, pay this oh, one yeah. off. Oh, yeah, in spades. Um, Absolutely. And, God, William, William, William Devane, I mean, was just... You know... Um, right- Amazing, amazing, amazing. Randomly, the movie Payback uh, was on HBO as I was cooking yeah, one day. He's the guy in, he's the yeah. guy in the syndicate or the outfit. How young called. he how young and evil he looks. Oh man. But so are, are we done because because I'm itching to know, Dave. Um, and, and if, if we're not done, you can feel free to say hold on. It, I'm done I'm, I am I am done with Heller yeah. and just I'll, one last thing is sure. Him moving into um, the the Audrey's Paul Bearer was mm. uh, was, was just great, great, great. Yeah, that was a good moment. And and the score that Calorie repri- reprised um, from the Heller Sacrifice episode. Yeah, was I was gonna say that great, he mixed great, great. in he the that processional music was a mix of Jack's uh, Jack Audrey's goodbye to Jack at the end of season four. I think it was either. I got I to go and listen to that part again. It was, I don't... yeah, it was either her saying goodbye to him or her dropping the folder on the floor when she thinks he's dead. It's one of those two things, I think. Um, and I could be completely wrong, but that's what I recall. And that flows into the Heller um, Wem- uh, Wem- Wembley Stadium death march. Okay. Which so I thought what, was a really your, what, cool touch. Right. So what's your, what's your big uh, question? Tell me about time jumps, David. Tell me about time jumps. I want to hear all about them. I want to hear what you think of them. So the Dharma Initiative was experimenting on this. Oh, island. son of a bitch! This, this... Okay, <laughs> and then and then Sawyer and Juliet keep going thirty years forward, thirty years back, and then they realize that they just love one another. Okay, did they go twelve then, hours forward? Uh, all right, and then they're in the seventies, and things are all Shambhala. And they're having hootenannies, and they're living, in, and they're they're living in a commune. Hootenannies. Okay, and you know that's that's that that's what's that's what I have to say about time jumps. Um. So what is so so then where does that put this twelve-hour time jump in the pantheon of time jumps? If there were a pantheon of time jumps. Um. Is there a hootenanny in this time jump? Uh, if there's a hootenanny to be had in, in, in 24, I don't know who the hell's having it because it is just not, not a happy show. Morris O'Brien um, would have. Um, maybe Morris O'Brien. You know, now they're not hootenanny material. I was going to say Kyle Singer and his friend. Um, um, what 24 character is most likely to have a hootenanny? Um, I, I, I still see Morris. It's uh, probably about um, it. <laughs> Probably about it. Like, was there somewhat? I don't know. Milo before he got popped. My, my, Milo. Milo yeah. Pressman. What would have been? Milo and his brother were having hootenannies. Jamie okay. Farrell. 
No, Jamie Farrell was coming a, back from a hootenanny. I, I think she was coming back from or, from, from something else. Okay, I think I, that's what I think. But anyway, <laughs> um, uh, we waited all season for this time jump, um, and there were certainly a lot of questions, um, curiosities, uh, anticipation. I think I was okay with it. Um, it wasn't. Uh, there was nothing that they did bad about it. I don't think they maximized the opportunity. Uh, in a sense, what it was was they they did it and they did it this way, so it added up. To hey, 24. it's twenty four. Yeah. Okay. They um, there were ways. Th- there were things about it that made total sense. Peller taking Audrey's body home. That would have happened roughly 12 hours later. Yep. Kate finishing up a debrief, sure. Ultimately, Jack based, did nothing for 12 hours. Yeah. Other maybe than, he got some sleep. Maybe he got some for sleep. Once. Maybe eight, you know. You know, it's just that Jack waited 12 hours because the show's called 24. And as opposed to them having taken it to another location or them dealing with the specific fallout of an event like Heller and Audrey. So yeah, Heller would have seen the body, he would have made arrangements, they, he would have tied things up in Britain, he would have um, spoken to the Prime Minister, the, the, someone would have gotten a casket. Um, all, all of the, those things would have happened over the course of 12 hours, and they're not interesting, you know, dramatic moments. Um, so I get why that was 12 hours later. Ultimately, though, I mean, this could have been six hours later, this could have been 40 minutes later for, for Jack. Um, so I'm fine with it. Look, they never needed to do um, a time jump. I know the show's called 24, but, you know, you tell your story the best way you can and you don't, um, you, you don't didactically adhere to your rules because they're the rules. Right. Yeah. And- um, so they did the time jump. Okay. Uh, you know, I heard, I read a few really interesting interviews with, with uh, a bunch of 24 writers yesterday. And they said they had plans to do the time jump, and then they just couldn't make it work, so they weren't going to shoehorn it in. Oh, so they, they act, that up- was actually the reason. I think we were speculating that was the reason, so that actually right. ended up being it. They basically said they couldn't get all the stories to come to a stopping point at the same moment. Right. So it became too hard to do it. And then they said they, they found an interesting way um, to do it and make it work. And I think it did work. It served as a nice epilogue to um, to to the story. Um, I just don't think it was a maximized opportunity. Whereas, say, that whole last scene between Jack, Chloe, Belchek, and the Silver Fox Russian, um, <clears throat> say that whole thing happened in Russia, mm-hmm. then, you know, that, then it works. Um so, you know, that, that's where I came, came down on the, on the time jump. Uh, I also heard that the writers, as good writers should do, um, that the writers weren't certain how this story was going to end. They had a plan at the beginning of the season, and then they eventually went another way and debated any series of endings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as you heard me say at the top of the podcast, I think they came down on absolutely the right ending. It's just interesting to hear that that there wasn't were... always in the cards, right? So maybe they needed the time jump as a 
possibility if they were going to do something of a happier ending where Jack gets his pardon and flies back to America, and that's an 11 or so hour flight to Los Angeles, and Kim Bauer is waiting for him, which is one of the things I thought might happen. You know, I think it was an interesting choice. The writers during the episode, or during the episodes, made it look like, oh, Jack has a chance. He's got the pardon. He can go home. Oh, that's where the story might be going. And then they zigged where you thought they would zag. Right. Same thing with, oh, Audrey's, Audrey's in jeopardy, but there was a lot of talk about Chloe during that episode. So I thought, oh, maybe Chloe's going to fight it here. Uh, and then they saved Audrey, but then they, they killed, they killed Audrey. So again, they subverted expectations very nicely. And, um, you know, then that kind of took us into, the final scene. What did you think about the the time jump? Uh, I come down on it where a little bit not as positively, but kind of similarly to the um, the Russian and Chang. Uh, the Russians and Chang were working together this whole time, as in, eh, harmless. It's fine. Uh, kind of like you, it's fine. Uh, you know, and, and like you, I think that there was an opportunity to have used it in a more effective way that they didn't. Um, and. and you know, the the entire time, you know, I was just seeing this thing go through. I was like, all right, they're just, they're really almost just doing this just to make it 24. They could have had an impactful scene with Heller um, without it. Although I, you know, I, I think, I think it was a good scene. And I think, you know, it was the right choice to have that scene, how it, how it turned out. You know, uh, they, they're in the daylight and they're, uh, they're taking her casket to the plane. Um, but you could have still had Heller say the words that he did, um, convey the story that he could, that he wanted to convey. Um, ultimately, eh, you know, eh. it was, fine. it was, it was, it was fine. fine. It was not, look, that was never essential. The, one of the purposes of doing 12 hours was so you had a story that was told better. Right. And this story was told better. Um, the time jump, it was fine. They, they jumped. It was it. It was kind of cool. It felt different. Um, it was a cool moment at the beginning of the episode when, uh, Keeper's voice, enunciated and am and, and almost like he enunciated with you know italics yeah. am you know to make it very um yeah. very clear and should they do another 12 episode um season you know if they can work in some time jumps fine if they ultimately decide the story takes place over 18 hours fine if they do a okay this is our epilogue of how we get it to 24 hours and that's just us being faithful to the title of 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 the show Fine, you know. Oh, again, I'm, I'm I'm okay with all of that so long as what's really important: character, story, logic. Okay, so long as all of that exists. Yeah, it, it's interesting you use the word epilogue. I think when you frame it that way, it's it's less of a it's less of a thing to even discuss. Yeah, that's all that's, it really that's is. That's what that was. It I was, think. It was an it was an epilogue. Yeah, I just I just think that when you put the pieces together, you know, it just uh, and also the the fact that like oh yeah, they did make a cool moment out of the of of the opening you know time um time frame of like oh this is taking place between uh 10 p.m. and 11 a.m. You know that moment. Yes, it was cool. Um, and and it's probably more the fault of the audience uh, as it is than it is you know the writers, but. You know, you do kind of go into that with a, ooh, intrigue, and then it just ends up being like, all right, it's just there. You know, See, when, you, fr- when was, you frame it as I an... still thought it was intriguing. Um, I did. I just don't think it was maximized. I didn't. 
Um, but that's fine. You know, that, that, that's fine. And like you said, it's, it's really an epilogue more than anything else. Um, right. So, you know, that was, that was the first, uh, time jump in, in series history. Um, and then we got to, um, you know, what else, um, actually transpired? I know we haven't spoken about the actual, the actual end of uh, the episode and season yet. So we can, um, I'm pretty sure it goes, you see Heller, you see the casket, you see him talking to Stephen Fry, you see, and not necessarily in the same sequence, but you see Kate Morgan talking to Eric, Kate Morgan putting her bats down, and then the split screen, um, kind of, uh, ending, episode ending montage, you've got, you know, Heller at the casket and, and Kate, um, walking out of the CIA, uh, Mm -hmm. and then it goes to, um, then it goes to Jack and, and Chloe and Belchick. I don't think I'm missing something, but I could be. Oh, sorry. We, uh, uh, Tate Donovan, but we did cover that too. That's part of the uh, CIA um, scene. We did cover that. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, so I guess that really brings us to, 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 the, to our last, um, uh, to, to the last scene of the, the season. So after, you know, Jack and <clears throat> Belchek stopped Chang and, and everything, Jack went to go find Chloe. Chloe wasn't there. And Jack got a phone call. Where should I meet you? And then 12 hours and four minutes later, um, Jack and Belchek uh, arrive in some area outside London. By the way, you called the 1046 to 1050 thing perfectly in a text message during episode 11 you sent me. Okay. The following takes um, time jump from 1046 to 1050. <laughs> you sent that. that. That's great. Yes, you did. Uh, um, you, you sent that. So that was one of um, one of your shining moments. Yay. One, one quibble, one, one of the slight quibbles I had, and, and very, very, very slight, but couldn't they have given her a spare gun? Chloe? Yeah. Um, maybe she had one. I mean, I, I don't know. It's just, it, you know, again, again, it's less about the feasibility the, the believability the plausibility but but still it that 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 one more than other things irks irk, irk me like a simp a very simple you know solution to a problem that had to be there in order to advance a plot line i get it but ugh. i i was fine with that only because if she had a gun the same thing would have happened um by the way you um i'm looking at the text from a week or so ago and you wrote time jump 10:46 p.m. to 10:50 a.m. And I believe it was exactly in the 10.46 minute and the 10.50 yeah. minute. So, so points to you. Um, if anyone wants proof of this text, I will send you a screenshot. Um, so we come, we come to the last scene. Um, now, did you, who did you think Jack was going to meet? Because I heard fans had different theories. You know, I wasn't really sure. I, I, I Oh, oh, oh! What faction? Oh, I thought it was the Russians from yeah, from, so, so did from I. the jump. I mean, yeah. people people had theories. Uh, the one theory I had outside of being the Russians was it was a total misdirect, and you would have seen Jack get off a plane in America with President Heller, and you know the the more positive ending would have transpired. Hmm. Um, but you know they the, they did a really good job scripting the season. You always knew the Russians were lurking. Mustache said it last week. What Mustache says comes true. Jack was the, um, the mustache. A, Jack was at a Russian ship, so 
that Mustache had set up. So that, you know, again, the that people made... who would have taken Chloe would have likely been Russian. Yeah, so that that all made um that all that all made perfect sense. Uh so um so Jack, you know, in a scene reminiscent of the Michelle Jane Saunders hostage swap from 322, uh Jack has a stare down with with this mystery man and then Chloe, you know, Jack says she walks first and then Chloe walks towards Jack and we return to uh th- there were some callbacks to the end of season 8 uh and we return to the Jack Chloe rift that opened the season and was uh an undercurrent in the uh Entire in the last seat, yeah in in the in season 9 episode 12 um so Jack, uh, you know, so, so like, again, Jack makes the, it makes the exchange, him for Chloe. Jack says, uh, you are right. You're my best friend. Thank you. Um, that was gripping, by the way. Just that, that, that oh. was gripping. I mean, that, that, that was effective. It was, it was simple. It's what Jack would have said. And then Jack says to her, you know, it's, it's time for, time for you to, to go, go home. home. Okay. And, you know, then Jack, accepts responsibility for what he's done and he even smiles back at Chloe mm-hmm. which is why we've said how this is a bleak ending i mean regardless of what happened up until the last scene it was it was a it was a bleak episode um but a lot of people have come away with okay there's a feeling of hope at the end of this episode that in spite of all this jack was able to save his best friend chloe still has a chance to put her life back together okay jack has accepted responsibility for what he's doing, and he gives her that smile as if it's it's going to be okay. He gets on the, you know, he gets on the helicopter. He gets here's the threatening line from the the Russian guy, um, and then in a very very similar shot um, to Twenty Four Redemption, Redemption. Yep. Uh, okay, a helicopter takes Jack away, and then there's a silent clock to end the season, similar to a silent clock that ended season six, as well as that ended 24 so, so there was backing sound to that silent clock, right? Um, there was like, no, Just like some white noise or something? Score. There was the score. Okay. There was a piano trickling off. Okay. Yeah. It, but it, it was a silent clock. Again, clearly Jack could be going off to his death, okay? But just as clearly, Jack could not be, and... The silent clock has typically highlighted significant and emotional moments, not just deaths on this show. There's precedent for Jack Bauer ending a season or major episode such as Redemption with a silent clock. Um, and that's just... Season six finale. It's a punctuation mark in a sense. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, most of them have been deaths, but that doesn't mean that it, it's it's a guaranteed death. Um, right. Yeah, I came away with it, you know, in a similar sense, you know, maybe less, uh, maybe the semantics here, but maybe less hope, but more like being at peace or some yes. semblance of it. Some like, you know, I, you know, whether it be torture or whatever waiting for me at the end of this road, it is something that I am owning. It is something that I, you know, am willing to accept and I realize I deserve. It's not like the torture that he got in, um, well, arguably, the season the between five and six, where you know Byrne ratted him out, and he was doing something for the good of the country. Although, in some sense, he did raid a he did raid an embassy, and that raid ended in a death. You know, so uh, he did. Of course, that was in, that was that was the embassy's that was in own the name. Of, that was in the name of his job, yeah. and at the um, request uh, of his government. And the um, person who actually shot the embassy, per, the the Chinese embassy. 
Um, was it the diplomat? Yeah, the Chinese diplomat was a Chinese person. Yes. So. Um, yeah, it was fr- it was friendly fire, but this was you know Jack um, taking personal responsibility for some personal action he did at the end of day eight, like the opening and, of season seven actually as well. You know, him standing in court and like I'm I'm here. Right. So you know this was, you know this was the writers um, making you know a, a clear point of you know you can't keep outrunning your past, and if Jack is to redeem him himself. Uh, and have a chance at any sense of happiness. Maybe he needs to take responsibility for for um, for his actions. And at the very least, he's saving his friend here, which is noble. And his friend, I guess, has a somewhat better chance of restoring herself. You know, you notice for the first time in the season, Chloe's uh, her you know, eye makeup heavy, heavy heavy eyeliner is gone, heavily reduced. Yeah. So you know, we end on a. A bleak note, but one that does have some amount of hope um, in it, and certainly one that is is, is open ended. But really l- leads to us, I mean, having just a bevy uh, of, of of questions here. Um, first off, I don't think you're going to dispute that this was a fitting end for the season that we just watched, right? Yeah, I, I, and I think it was fitting. Um... I don't want this to, to, to demean the quality of it. It was a little safe, actually. I was actually expecting something like this to happen. But that's fine. Yeah, I mean, okay. That's, you know, if that's how you feel, that's how you feel. Um, do you, did you like this ending? Uh, Not did you enjoy this ending because clearly this right. wasn't something that was going to feel good. Are you talking about the very, did very you... last scene or just the entire episode the, as an ending? No, I'm, I'm talking about how things things resolve for, for Jack Bauer. Uh... Yeah, I mean, uh, I I don't have any problems with it. Um, like I said, I was kind of expecting something like this, and you know, I don't know that that should necessarily be levied as criticism against anything. But you know, it kind of was. It, it did end up kind of being just like, yeah, okay, you know, th- this is this is what I would have done. This is what I expected them to do. This is you know similar. Like you, you could kind of see where they were going with this type of stuff. You, like did they, they did it in season eight where it was like, all right, yeah, he's going to be on the run again, and um, it, it was it was kind of an expected route. But again, you know, it's it that's not necessarily a problem. Um, no, again, sometimes you know it makes unpre- sense. Unpredict unpredictability. Okay, is only an asset. Okay, if 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 it's led up to and it has impact and it's it's the right ending you know look they could have i mean i mean this was the right ending this is where the story was leading up to this was this was the only way for this this story to end well i mean without knowing what else you could do because i'm not a writer i don't agree with that but i think it's very fitting it's one of it is certainly a fitting one i'm certainly glad that they didn't try to pull off a uh, he's going to he's going to somehow um turn into a superhero and get away with chloe and belchek and leave the helicopter in shambles that would have been ridiculous i would have disliked that right or if they could have gone to um if they went to something along the lines of let's just say audrey's not killed you know the episode ends 12 hours later jack and the hellers return to america and you know Kim's waiting for them, and you know he gets the total happy ending. I would have disliked that as well. Yeah, because that's just that's just not that's not twenty four. 
Um, now, I think there are things in the middle that, 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 that could work for 24, but for this particular season, I felt this, this was the, that this was the, the rightful ending. It's kind of like, you know, you can debate all the things that happened, but when you saw what happened happen, um, it's just like, okay, this is it. Yeah. That's, yeah. That, you know, that's, that's the way this story should have ended. And, you know, again, I can't take, I can't take issue with that regardless of how this episode didn't have, you know, wasn't joy inducing to, to watch. Okay. This was, that was the end of Live Another Day. I think it's Jack resurfaced. Okay. When you do that, you pay, you pay the price. Jack resurfaced, you know, in part to save Chloe as well. He saved her. Yeah, and, and it, it makes sense because, you know, I, I see him as not someone who run – obviously, he ran four years, but, you know, I think – look, I think I think at the end of the day, he he was wrong to – wrong in the moral sense, not in the we love Jack Bauer, but we want to condemn him to death. But But he was wrong to run away from his, you know, his crimes that he committed at the end of season eight, and this is his comeuppance, and – you know, the, yeah, like, I mean, this is, this they is were supposed saying to, you're, yeah. Mm -hmm. Sorry, you go. No, first. I, I was just finishing off there. Yeah, I mean, they were saying, you know, pretty much, you know, you know, he kept running from his past. He couldn't keep running from his past. Life, life doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way for Jack Bauer any more than it worked for Chang Z. Uh, okay, the, and yeah, yeah, and I like the contrast of Jack being forced to remember. Every single horrible thing that's been done, and Heller not is soon enough not going to be able right. to remember that. I think that was a powerful contrast. Um, I, I I think one of the one of the only reasons why you know his his running he justified his own escape in season eight was because hey his fate was going to be sealed by someone who was hardly ever justified in anything he's done on the show, which is Charles Logan. You know you don't want that guy getting away with it. You don't want that sure. guy being the one who puts in who, – who directly or indirectly is the reason for Jack to die. If Jack is going to be apprehended or, or, or put to death at the hands of the people who he has wronged in the Russians, fine. If he's going to be put to death or, 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 or imprisoned by you know the United States government because of what he did, fine. Not by Charles Logan. And so that's why his running away is justified in that instance, and that's why it's, it's completely justified as well for him to – you know, put himself in the hands of the Russians who deserve to, you know, have their say in what happens to him. Um, right. So, uh, so yeah. So Jack turns himself, you know, you know, turns himself um, over the Russians, saves saves Chloe. Now, this, you know, big question number one: How does the show's uncertain future, uh, meaning whether it's going to return or not, impact how you view this ending? So, we don't know if 24 is coming back. Right. So, I'm sure if I sat and analyzed what finality versus non-finality means to what we just saw and and took it apart objectively and started to think about the different things that different that, that meant different things, sure, I could come up with some, like, scientific or otherwise, uh, you know, observational answer of, you know, uh, well, it definitely changes. Honestly, right now, like gut feeling which i honestly feel is better than anything else 
Um, usually when, when you talk about these types of things, just how you feel about it and, and, and you know, just uh, what your emotions are telling you, I don't think it matters. I think they crafted it in a way that, that allows them to do both, but I think that it is what it is and it stands where it stands. You know, it, 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 this show has always, for me, been chiefly, again, as we discussed before, about the evolution of its characters and the, and the way that they uh, interact with each other and, 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 and change while staying the same in other respects. And whatever they do after it doesn't change what we've seen out of this season and how it concludes unless they decide to make a new uh, a new season that reverses these developmental changes which wouldn't be the well, fault of this it, right which wouldn't be would. to, the fault of this season it would be just like hey the writers screwed up when they brought it back you know that th- there's no bearing on what we saw this season necessarily oh you mean it, 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 the reverse of these effects from, like if they if, uh, if the next if the next season opened okay one second later and you know Kate Morgan is you know flying a missile and saves everybody perhaps but not not even that like like if they reverse all that would be cool that would be cool but dumb also but like the reversal it would be be so dumb the the reversal i I, I believe in ivan strahovski she could sure but i mean the reversal of the development of these characters i mean if they if they somehow manage to wipe it away with bad writing sure but but they wouldn't do that i don't think i'm putting my faith in that they wouldn't do that and so frankly that that's where i end up with this um but you know i am you don't think you don't think the uncertain fate matters in in my viewing and 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 my what I got out of this season, uh, I don't. Okay. Um. Again, barring a rug pull or a complete terrible write, writing job and botched reversal, I, I, it it wouldn't matter. And that those are extreme circumstances. But I but I know that you have thoughts on that, and I'm very interested to hear why why you think it would or or why you're uncertain at this moment. I just. You know, it's tricky. They didn't know they were coming back, if they're going to come back. So they clearly write this episode with the, you know, with the notion that, hey, this might be it. Um, so now that doesn't mean that they have to have anything, any sense of finality in it. They could have ended it with a cliffhanger and then we could debate whether that was a good idea or not. But I wonder if, I don't know. Something just rubs me rubs me very much the wrong way if if this is the series finale of the show, the the new the new last thing we see of the of this show. Uh, if they intended to come back and for whatever reason the right you know you know no one will give them the, the money to come back, um, then then I can chalk that up to well sometimes the business of TV just or of entertainment art just sucks. And, you know, we still got nine years at 24 and 12 more bonus episodes and a well-told story. And the show did get to have its series finale. And I'll know that they wanted to continue the story past, past that point. Uh, but it, and I, again, I watched this episode thinking, you know, the writers intend for it to come back. Like, this can't be it. Just as an example, do you remember the last line of the season? This season? Yes, season of day nine. Um, if I'm not mistaken, it was it was Belchick saying get to the car. Or yes, or it was the Russian saying, I would say you're gonna enjoy Moscow, but you know I'm lying. One of those two, I can't remember which okay. one. Okay. No, you're right you're right at first. It was Belchek saying get in the car and then he says go. So that is the most generic, unmemorable, 
in the middle of in the middle of the action, last line, you, you know, you could imagine. Ironically, from a character who didn't even do that much talking. Um, so, but one I, word, okay, like Madonna. one word, go. <laughs> um, but so that's um. So, so my point just being, I think they're, you, you know, whether it was conscious, subconscious, supposed to be noticed, or I'm reading into it. You know, I feel like they weren't thinking this is it here, that there that there is more, you know. And remember, this is a show that very carefully constructed the last line of the series finale, you know, as all series finales do. And, you know, you see a lot of these um, finales that double, uh, season finales that double as series, could be series finales. So you think back to the Friday Night Lights season one finale, and you know, it ends with the team saying, "Clear eyes, full hearts can't lose." Well, there you go. That's a perfect last line for, for you know, Friday Night Lights. Or, um, you know, so I'm I, again, maybe it's wishful thinking on my part. I I just feel like this was not intended to be uh, a series finale. But if it was in any way intended to be a series finale, I, it doesn't really work for me. Um, and it was a great season finale. Okay, and that's fine. If that's all they were trying to do, they they succeeded. This was the end to live another day. This is not the end to 24. Not to say it doesn't have seeds of it. Sure, Jack no longer being able to be part of the world and finally just giving himself over the Russians for, you know, what he had done, you know, and accepting responsibility and having, you know, suffered so many losses along the way. You know, you know, that, that works in some ways as a final statement, but still with the, it, everything is going to be okay. And, you know, it works, but it, it doesn't, it still doesn't feel like the ending to 24. It just doesn't sit right to me. This is another one of the losses along the way that Jack has suffered. On top of it, it's a little, it, it's quite similar to the end of season five. And, you know, it, it, it's it, it, in some ways it's a it's a rehash of the end of season five, which is fine, but it's not a. I wouldn't want a rehash to be how the the show closes up shop. Uh, I so so two things. One, as a as someone who goes by his gut and goes by what he feels, and 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 you know, if something rubs him the wrong way, something rubs him the wrong way. Uh, I think, uh, you know, I, I totally see where you're coming from. Sure. That being said, I, I actually, I don't, I don't think I agree with anything you just said there from my standpoint, actually. I think, I, I think that all the things that you said about what we did get with Ascending are, are very fitting for this is the lasting thing that we see of it, if it so happens to be it. And maybe it doesn't have to, Granted, a lot of other shows use make make sure that the last line is something of substance and something that, you know, really really is impactful. I I take away from this is it's the image, not the line, that is what oh, lasts yes, for me. Oh yes, yes. Sure. And I, I th- There's a lasting image here. Yeah. And and I think that, um, you know, I, I'm not saying it, it it fails it fails on every level. Whereas you know, if season five, you know, was was the end of that series or or season two was the end of that series or if the season three finale of angel was the end of that series you know um or if you know we we, i can name a ton of 
season finales of various shows. Um, it, 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 this still works. It's, 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 ex- it, it can function as a series finale. I just don't think, I, I, I don't think this It doesn't this do was, it for you. It doesn't do, it which, doesn't which do I'm it for totally me as fine. a series finale. That, yeah, that, and if it, that, and that's fine. If it's know? not intended to be a series finale, then, then it doesn't get held to that standard. And I, maybe, because it doesn't do it for me as a series finale, I choose to look at something like the last line and say, "Oh no, the show has the show has more to do." Okay, but this there was I, I I don't know. It just doesn't work for me as a series finale. In a sense, I didn't need to have twenty four come back and reopen the book. All right, to have. Audrey die, Heller get Alzheimer's, Morris and Chloe die, Morris and Prescott die, so Chloe's miserable, and Jack to give himself up to the Russians. Now, if that is something that happens, and then there's more to come, then that's not how it ended, and then there's more to come, and then everything that happened after Jack runs away at the end of day 8, 3 p.m. to 4 p.m., you know, then I wonder if I needed 24 to come back for that. Okay, but this this just is not it, it maybe it's a little bit fitting but it it, it just doesn't it, again you you say your gut is how you know what you go with earlier my gut tells me this is not at all the the, the right series finale for this show and i'm not going to charge this episode with that because it doesn't come off to me as you know a series finale it comes off to me as a as a as a doubler, maybe it is, maybe it's not, and this could be the way it ends, and that's why it's somewhat functional a, as a series finale. So, I mean, that's my take there. Let me let me ask you this: All right, what's a better series finale for this show? The episode that aired Monday night, "Live Another Day," Day Nine, Episode Twelve, or Season Eight, Episode Twenty Four? Does it have to be one of those two answers? <laughs> First, yes, answer it, and then no. Uh, it has to be one of those two answers. I'm just asking you what's a better series finale. You, you don't have to go into comparing this season to another or any, anything like that. Just I, uh, what, what do you like better as the as the closing notes beats for various characters? End of 24. Is it this or uh, how day eight ended? I this is one of those things where the answer changes on different days and how you catch me. Okay. And I'll justify that by saying for season eight, you've got this, these great moments where Logan gets his comeuppance, where Allison Taylor redeems herself in, in, in a powerful scene. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and Jack's gotten away. Uh huh. And he has this beautiful goodbye with, with Chloe. In this season, you get the culmination of, you know, Jack's, further development as as a as someone who's no who perhaps is no longer fit for this world um still has all the good aspects of his heroic personality his giving personality for his friends and the people that he cares about um and he's clearly still he's clearly still becoming a monster in other respects um but he's good enough to come to grips with what he is and what he's done and there's some sense of some at least more than in season eight sense of finality in the respect that right now we know where he's going and we also know that he's going of his own volition and we also know that at this point he might be coming to 
coming uh he might be at peace as much at peace as you can be with the shit that happens to this guy as close to coming to being at peace as, as he has been in um since season four yeah you know what i think you you made you really you really said that well it doesn't change how i feel um no sure but it sort of it sort of echoes a little bit of what john Cassar said in an interview that this ending is more fitting i gotta and read complete. that interview um i sent you a bunch of emails on it more fitting and complete than day eight and maybe it is i just don't like it as much because i think the closing emotions of day eight are just uh, are, are just just better i mean the last you five minutes better. of uh, the last five minutes of day eight are just better better way way better as moments and as series cl- closing moments this to me feels this to me feels like a middle chapter. This to me felt like Jack giving himself up for Chloe and Chloe being sad about it and they'll see each other again at some point, okay? Because really the show at this point kind of comes back to Jack and Chloe regardless of the Hellers and the Taylors and the Logans and the Audreys, okay? It, it, it's it's very much the Jack and, and Chloe show. Um, and season eight ended with them saying goodbye and then Jack having the beautiful word, words to her. And it culminating years of the series. This to me felt that it culminated, it culminated the day more than the series. Um, so, but may- you know, that, maybe that's the just day culminates the series. Yeah. See, I don't exactly. Maybe think I'm not. I'm not calling that either. right now. Yeah, but that could can, be where they wanted to go for, with it for another time. So, so you know, now here's. Um, you had said, does it have to be one of those two finales? Um, now I'll say the answer is no. So what are you going to say there? Four. Season four. As in you like the idea of um, Jack has um, given up his identity, but he has a chance to live some free life. And, you know, that, it, that's that. Because it is a willing – and this is the reason why I think Nine works as well. Because it is, in a sense, a willing sacrifice. In Nine, it's his freedom. In, in Four, it's his identity. Um, and and, and in, in certain aspects, his freedom as well. Um, we come away with a sense of we, we kind of understand where he's going, even if we don't know really where he's going. And, and what separates Four from Eight, for me – is the kind of on the run, uh, and maybe it's the tone. It could be just the tone. Um, the the just you know he his one he runs off, the other he walks off. What? Uh, he, it's 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 almost as simple as that. Yeah, and and just the the in one he there is this plot, this plan that you know his closest friends or at least two of his closest friends. I don't know how close you would consider him and Michelle work together no, i think he's closer with michelle much more close to michelle than chloe at that, at that point, point that's and true I, and it's i think it's four of his friends because it's palmer tony sure chloe, and michelle. sure you know um, help sending him off and you know he it, it, there is this sense of calm as he walks off whereas in eight you know it's a sense of you know the the world is open but he now the world is open but you know he he's kind of you know, running into this position and 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 the look in his face is a little uncertain. Not, not. Yeah, I shouldn't it, say uncertain. It, just, but just like you know, okay. Now I got to think. What am I going to do? Whereas in in four, 
it very much seems like, especially because you don't see his face and because um, because he's facing away from the camera, um, yeah, it, it, you you kind of get that tonal sense of like, all right, there's less there's less urgency. There's more just okay. He's he's kind of riding off into the sunset. That old cliche, and similarly to nine, the his expression going in the helicopter well, going away. Yeah, and even the metaphor of it's it's really the sun it's the sunrise at the end of the season four finale. So it's oh here's a new day for him. Right. You know. Okay, so you know, let's not go too too deep into far that far down that 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 rabbit hole there. Um, but okay, so S- side note, real quick, um, if you can hold that thought, as as I was watching this finale, I started piecing together all the things of the previous seasons that I felt this was kind of like putting together, and I came up with this list, um. In season from season Ooh, one, it's a, it's a list. It's a li- I like lists from season one, and, and and this could be totally different for you. This is just kind of what was going through my head. Uh, through season one, we get the revenge killing, um, on, the on rampage the on the Drazens. In season okay. two, we have this kind of. Uh, j- this is not the first time, or, or this won't be the last time, and and, and season nine certainly isn't the first time since season two that he's ended a war. But I feel like this is. This is one of those things where the the end of an, a really impending war where, where, where vessels are coming at some sort of perimeter, and if they breach, that's when the conflict begins. And whatever Jack has to do, um, that, is what's, that is what is going to make or break the, uh, the repulsion of that war. So in season two, you know, his actions to get that, you know, to, to get the evidence, um, and and again, Palmer at this point is not an office um, to to get evidence to people who don't quite trust him as much as Palmer do. Uh, and in season nine, the the getting of Chang's you know identity in uh, to, to the Chinese who are unwilling to to cooperate as much as they can. You know this this kind of like yo these tanks are about to collide. If you don't get this done, we're screwed. And right at that moment, it gets turned around. Um, Season three, I, you know, it, the, the, the face pulled me right back to season three, that closing moment of him in the car. Season, okay. f- season four, when now, I was, now your list is taking shape. Go on. Season four, uh, at the time that I was writing this, I didn't have one for season four, and I was going to ask you, well, but, you I, just said. but I think I have it now. That's what I'm saying. I think I have it now. Um, what we just th- spent five, ten minutes discussing. Right. So, is the calm willing, is the calm willingness yeah. of his own volition to turn himself yeah. in? Season five is just the entire aspect of being taken away, willing yeah, or not. That, that, one, that one's very obvious. Just being taken away. Season six is the final assault being on a marine vessel, and I, that's a silly one to say out loud. But it there are just so many callbacks for me personally that, like, from a visual standpoint, that while this may be the most superficial one, it still works, and, that, and it had me thinking about that. Um, oh, I think you're. I think you're missing a. And of course, with season six, you'd be missing a big one. Well, Chang um, bloodied and you know. No, I think I think you're missing. It just comes down to Heller, Jack, and Audrey, very specifically. Whereas, see, it never comes down to Terry Bauer after season one. It never comes down to, you know, other characters after that. But season six, it's you know he said goodbye to Audrey, and that was it. And you know, Heller's there, you know, taking care of his daughter. And now this one is Heller's there. He can't even remember his daughter. Just you know, that well, would be that would be my yeah. But but the thing is that cents. I did not take that away from my my visual absorbing of this episode. It didn't call me back to that season because those two 
those two different instances of the three character interactions are in, are held in a very different light. They they don't interact at all actually in, in this, this finale. Episode, whereas yeah. in the in the last one, Jack gets to talk, gets scream. Uh, Jack yeah. and Heller scream at each other, or Jack screams at Heller, and then he goes to see Audrey. In this one, there's none of that. So you're right. right. You could also go with Jack jumps out of a helicopter in one of them and. Yeah, but that, that was, you know, enters a helicopter uh, in the other. I I'm suppose. Just, but, I'm just pitbull. Yeah, <laughs> but that didn't. That's not what my brain called back. Redemption. We have that image. That 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 definite oh, image uh, of it, him it, riding it, it, off yeah. in a helicopter. Um, season seven was what I spoke about before. When you get um, Strahovski uh, and uh, Kate, uh, Kate Morgan, Renee Walker. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, and Andy Warshing both putting down their badge again. Different contexts, but just that image of them doing it, and then eight. Annie Worshing forever. Yeah. Okay. And then eight, just that, you know, eight, you, you kept mentioning Jack's beautiful words towards Chloe at the at the closing moments. Well, the, yeah, the lines are very much a callback. Yeah. And then the last... Chloe crying. Yeah, the last thing that he says to her about, you know, you were right. You are my best friend. You know, that, that just kind of ties it together. So, like, as I was watching, all those little things were just kind of flitting through my head during the second playthrough. I was like, this thing, you know... There, these things, these are things uh, that are elements that happen quite often throughout the show. So it's not like th- it's not like I was like, oh wow, they went there and they specifically said we're going to take one thing from each season. But it, I thought it was very cool that like as my brain was processing this episode, like all those things just started coming back up, and it was a very nice callback to all of these things, intentional or not. Yeah, I mean, look, sometimes you know you read something into any uh, art. That's that's the beauty of art. But yeah, that's kind of cool. Um, so let me ask you this question. Whether this is the ending of the series, mm-hmm. the season, the events that took place in the story are what they are. Okay. Has 24 become too, too bleak. bleak? Too bleak? Well, certainly it's become bleak. So. Um, uh, per- maybe. Uh, may- maybe. I-, I don't want that to be a criticism or a damnation of the direction that they've de- decided to take but in too bleak in a sense where like the proportion of bleak to smile is overwhelmingly overwhelmingly on the side of bleak or you know i came out of the episode with very little to be thankful for from a like oh i'm happy about this perspective sure yes um but but do I criticize 24 for, ooh, they shouldn't have done this because now it's too depressing? Uh, I don't levy that as a criticism because that is, to me, that is what this is. And and actually, if you recall, one of my hopes uh, for the end of this season was I hoped that Jack and Audrey did not get together. Whether Yeah, I didn't want them getting yeah. back together. Not this season. I don't want them ever at, getting at back least. together. I, I would have been okay with that, but I certainly wouldn't. Not because I don't think they deserve it, because they do, but it's precisely because they do deserve it that I don't want that to happen, because I think that's that, that that's part of the show's commentary. I, I wish they didn't kill her, but, you know, that in some twisted way ended up accomplishing <laughs> what, what, what I wanted out of this, even though last episode I said just leave her alone. And I still feel that way. Kinda, Be careful what you wish yeah, for. Leave her alone, but eh, you know. But yeah, uh, too bleak, yes. Is that a bad thing? I don't think so. Um... Certainly, certainly walked out of your apartment just like, but, you know, perhaps that was meant to be. I mean, yeah, I mean, that was the, 
look, I mean, 24 in a lot of ways is, is a tragic story. It certainly is a story of, you know, as much, as much as you win, you're going to lose, you're going to lose too. Um, you know, some people have equated Jack to being a sin eater. And I, I, I like that. That's a good phrase. Meta, me, metaphor, you know, Ryan McGee, um, for anyone who's listening to the podcast, wrote a great, uh, recap of the 24 finale and a great, yeah, review and what he took away from the episode. You could get that at boobtubedude.com. Hmm. So, um, again, no charge to ex- excellent TV critic Ryan McGee. Um, but he, um, Ch- he said, he said that and, um, he, he was, he was, he, you know, I, I, I like that point of view. Um, I don't think 24 has gotten too bleak, but I think it's very close to having run that risk right now. Mm. Look, you just, you know, you just, you just look at the scorecard here. Okay. Jack. Okay. Worst, worst life ever. Maybe. Okay. Off to Russia to be tortured for crimes. You know, he's committed when he, in truth, Jack is a hero. Okay. Chloe. Husband. Son, dead, okay? Tony, all right? Wife, unborn child, dead, all right? In prison because, you know, he's, he's become a, a vigilante and he's even, you know, um, fallen on the path to, you know, b- being murderous. Renee, dead. Larry Moss, dead. Audrey, dead. Heller, Alzheimer's, grieving, okay? Daughter, dead. Son, hates him. David Palmer, dead. Okay. Oh, that's right, Richard A- Heller. Okay, Al- Allison Taylor, moral com- moral compass lost. Martha Logan, cuckoo. Uh, <laughs> Wayne Palmer. She would have dead. a hootenanny. nanny. She, she could have had a hoot nanny. She would have had anything. She's crazy. Okay. okay, Chase has become a has become a pe- has become piece a piece of shit. Of shit. Yep. Okay, um, Terry Bauer dead. Uh, Henry Taylor. All right, son dead, daughter in prison, wife gone. Curtis, you know, killed killed by a friend. I mean, Edgar dead. Bill Buchanan dead. You know, the it's the one character who's sort of made it through, certainly not un- unscathed, but who's found peace and happiness in all this is him. him. Yep. Which I think is, if you take this as Jack's story, which it is, you know that that's a that's a hopeful and positive thing to consider, but certainly she's she's you know dealt with some many many blows uh, uh, along the way. Um, you know you have. Uh, I mean, look. I think I proved my point that the sc- the scorecard the scorecard's not very very good, and you know the show has to. Um, you know, th- there's a lot there's a lot of tragedy there, and not a lot of contrast it, it comes down to degrees um yep and i think maybe that's you know one reason why i prefer the day eight finale as a series closer to the day nine f- finale uh as a, as a series closer forgetting about it as an episode or as a season finale just you know i think oh we didn't even we didn't even mention michelle dead um, I thought you said that. Maybe I, yeah. Well, I said, you know, Tony's wife and un- yeah. unborn child were, were dead. But we knew this wife. We love this, th- th- this wife. So, um, you know, you know, she was, she was the good wife before Alicia Clark. <laughs> okay. Um, so. You, you, you're right. But in, you know, I mean, it's, 
And again, you were the one who said maybe it's too bleak, and I'm the one who's saying it's not there yet. But, I mean, we're talking about... It's not bleak for bleak's sake. And I, I like I like that. I think certain um, pieces of art... Um, you know, and Game of Thrones might be getting there, just to bring up another show. You know, get became bleak for bleak's sake. I think 24 has always managed to infuse just a, a, a little bit of, of hope and positivity. And I don't think Game of Thrones is there yet either, but I think like 24, it's it, it it's a it's approaching that. But Game of Thrones, I think, has always been a bleak, you know, show. Twenty four wasn't always a bleak show. It it it's it's gone on a path to uh to bleakness. Um, Although I, I you know I, I mean do think the only these... I mean the only thing that's maybe unscathed is like Belichick's Madonna DVD CD collection. I I, I do think that. They set the precedent for that in the season one. In finale. the season one finale, and the, right, it's the same show it's always been, which is what you know. I was defending the show to my cousin, who really found found this ending to be too too bleak, and I said, "No, this is what the show's always been. It's been there since the season one one finale." Now you can debate whether how how much more you want to keep seeing that, and you know if it needs a little bit of contrast outside of that bleakness, you could say, all right, maybe it, there's been so much bleakness, maybe it's time for some happiness, or some, ti- so, some time for some almost happiness. So again, it, it's, just, it's just interesting food for, food for thought. Uh, I, I also put it this way. You know, you listed off all the folks who've bitten the dust, right? Or the, gone to prison. Right. Or, you know. at, at the same time, if you also just look at, if you look at, so you've, you've, you've taken this, you've taken the holistic view, which is completely fair and the proper way to do it because we're looking at this as a series but you also take a look at it if you break it down on a you know on a day-by-day basis season by season because each season's a day and and look at look at it it is it has been a path and it's not always been every single day is the bleakest thing ever like some some days end up better than others and sometimes you kind of take that as solace and sometimes you you know you, you see that there is you know that that for the most part Terrible things are going to happen, but you know these are the things that happen to the people who are charged with the task of protecting us. And you know what? At the end of the day, there's some good things that come out of that. Now, not for the characters of the show, in most respects, but again, like this day was super bleak, specifically how it ended. But not all of them have been, and so I don't, I don't know. Like, like again, yeah, you take a look at the scorecard, and cumulatively. 24 is bleak but if you look at the path like if you were to chart i guess levels of bleakness on a path between the seasons it wouldn't just be like a, a complete nosedive from like the top of a cliff down like there would there would no, be crack it, like crags and and, and spikes and you know no it, you're you're absolutely right which is why i don't prefer this as a series finale you know um maybe i think that this is too bleak to be a series finale regardless of the, the the notion of hope that comes in that jack chloe scene o- overall you want the sign curve to come back up yeah i i sure. I, I would want that's it fair. i would want it to, to to come back up and maybe that's why i i don't like this as as a series finale i mean i think you know we i mean where would you like to see the show go next assuming it comes back and i'm going to answer my own question and then you can you can Give your answer. I would like to. Obviously, I would like to see the show come back because 
I don't want this to be the ending. Also, I love, love, love 24, and the writers have proven that they can still make good 24. So, for, for all those reasons, I wanted to come back. But as far as where I'd like to see it go, um, I'd like to see it come back and take some steps back towards the positive now. You know, maybe what we got in day nine was some type of rock bottom before a slightly uplifting day 10. I don't think this show needs a happy ending. I don't even know if I would want this show to have a happy ending. If they pull it off, great. Um, but something rubs me the wrong way about that. But just anything that sends the show back in a positive direction. Chloe's repaired her life a little bit. You know, I like that in season seven, Kim had put her life back together in what was one of the bleakest episodes of the show, 719, which is the episode that follows Tony killing Larry um, and Jack suffering from the prion variant. Uh, I'd like to see, you know, see Jack just maybe get a little bit back into into the real world and maybe get to see Kim. He doesn't need to have, you know, he didn't need to have Kim and Audrey. He didn't need to have... Uh, you know, we don't need to have uh, Terry come back to life. We don't need to have them turn Kate Morgan into a love interest, and he has a chance Thank there. God they didn't do that. Okay. By the way, Kate Morgan's probably one of those characters who still has some chance at happiness on the scorecard. So is Kate Warner. So something about hot Australian blonde yep. named Kate. <laughs> um, so, Kate Warner. All right. So that's kind of where I'd like to see the show go next. I mean, I would like... I would like them to really re restore that hope and patriotism of what we're fighting for. And, you know, I don't need a story that's about trying to stop some cataclysmic event. I don't, I like the, the personal story. Um, you know, that, that's great. So make this, that's just where I'd like to see the show go in, in the broadest of, of, of strokes. I could talk about which characters I'd like to see. I could get into specific you know, events I, I, I would like to see, but in broad strokes, that, that, that's where I'd want the show to go. It needs to, it, the sine curve needs to pull back up, or I think the cosine curve needs to, needs to pull back up if we're talking about trigonometry, or is it the tangent curve? Whatever is the squiggly line that goes up and down. Well, if that's all of them, but the sine curve, uh, you know. The squiggly line needs to come to squiggly up instead of squiggly down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that that that's that's what it is. You know. Fucking math. Um. Yes. So, so so that that that's what I I like I'd like to see. Um. You know. And uh, what would you like to see? I mean, I'm fine with that direction. I I, I definitely appreciate balance. Um. In a series, I'm fine yeah, with you, it. You you need you need you need them to contrast it back because you know we're going. You know, if Seven was slightly more optimistic for Jack, okay, sure, but that was, you know, with Renee and Tony where those stories went and Bill, you know, that was a... Um, the, the thing is, since season four, it, I mean, it, it's gone, it, it's gone, it's gone to bleak. Um, five, six was bleak, was bleaker than five. Um, seven was less, less bleak. Eight was bleaker than, than than seven, so you know we're talking about um, we're we're certainly talking that it it it's been on a path since season four. Yeah, which if only which only makes sense because five one is you know among the the darkest of hours. I I guess I I I'm with you on the broad strokes. I differ in the degrees where I don't need it to make a full swing back. 
Not at all. Um, and, just, and, and, just, and, I, and I don't mean that. I'm not saying that you're. In the right direction. I'm not saying that you were and exaggerating because you. I know you're not, but you know, I don't need it to. Um, I guess I don't need it to be less bleak than any other season. Maybe just a little less bleak than this last yeah, <laughs> these again, last I just, few I, hours. I, 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 I need. I, I think this, it's time for the show to to tick back up. It's fine that they've ticked as far down as they have, which is why I said I don't think it's gotten too too bleak. Okay, but I, I, I think we're now at the point where it's all right. It, it, it's time to just. Put Jack and the show and some of the other characters back on a positive path. Again, I don't need, you know, Audrey and Renee to come back to life and, you know, Jack to have, like, some, like, fantastic, you know, three-way with, with them or something. Okay? But just some, you know, something back. Look, if something back positive. If, if something bad happens to Kim, that's too much. But otherwise, like, if we if I got some treatment where... You know, we uh, we are we are continually conf- uh, affirmed that you know she's doing all right, and like you said, I guess which we did get that at the beginning exactly, of another day. exactly, and that continues. And yes, you're right. Chloe's no longer a goth-looking chick, and she's you know she's maybe not back to herself, but she is you know starting to to remember what life used to be like. Yeah, she that's she's, I, she's repa- she's repaired. That's a bit all. I I, I honestly think that that's really all we need. Like uh, all I need, I should say, because you know, um, I guess I guess what I mean to say is they could they could make some other terrible bleak shit happen to other people or or whatever. Um, but if they if they do show some barely some you know some upswing in in Chloe because she's been part of the bleak storyline, that's fine. You know, right? Because then, with Jack sacrificed at the end of day nine, was worth it. Count, you know, it counts for something. Yeah, you know, and that's um, what he always wants. It, it, you know, yeah, yeah. Then, then, it, then it counts. Then the sin eating that Jack has done has been worth it. All right, yeah, ha- has has been has been worth it. And you know, he's, you know, that's you know, that's very Jesus esque. Okay, Jesus being Jesus. the. Uh, you know the most important of, of of sin of sin eaters in you know a lot of religious you know lore and text. So okay, that's a that's that's certainly a really we are, I think we've had an interesting and great, albeit very long, epic podcast. Real quick, um, and we discussed these finales last week, so we don't want to um, I don't want to rehash what happens in any of the first eight finales. Right. How would you compare this to the first eight finales? Let's go. This or season one. Better or worse? This or season one? I gotta go with one. This or season two? This. This or season three? Mm, three. This or season four? Four. This or five? Mm, five. This or six? This. This or seven? Seven. Okay, that was your most emphatic answer, by the way. This or eight? Just as a season finale. Uh, equal. Equal. Okay, so you have it as the si- tied for the sixth ranked yeah. finale. Which, okay. which, if anyone's counting, doesn't mean that it's like no, we- you know, a, a if we're scoring out of eight, it's like a two out of eight. No, that just means that it sits in a very competitive circle of fantastic. Episodes. No, we went through this last yeah. week. I mean, look, this show has nine great season finales. All right, all right, that's, I mean, that's outstanding. Um, I, I mean. Very few shows have a, about a thousand on their on their season finale. I mean, 
I mean, we talked about uh, Bones a, a, a while back, and mm -hmm. Bones is a show that rarely has a bad episode. Bones is not batting a thousand on it, on its season finales. Ah, I see. By the way, the reason um, why seven was so emphatic was because I said that one and five are better, and because I switched between one, five, and seven on a daily basis. There's no way that it couldn't have chosen seven if I already chose one and five. Yeah, and also because the season seven finale was well, better. yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying mathematically speaking, <laughs> like that's going to be an easy answer having decided on one and one and five. Um, but right. no, this was this so, was a, 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 a quite quite a good one and, and quite a competitive one. Right. So um, I guess you can now ask me the same eight questions. You can feel free to ask the order differently. The, 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 no, just no. Get, give them to me. One. One is better. Two. Two is better. Three, Three is better. Four. Four, Four is, better. is better. Five. <sighs> Pretty close. Uh, again, you know, we went through this yeah. last week. Of, um, I always forget how good the I always forget how good the five finale is until I'm watching it. So David um, has a long memory. Um, I do have I do have a long memory, but I I, I kind of feel like like this is tied, you know. So tied. Sure. Six. Tied because I've always kind of had the five and six finales tied. Got it. Because I love what happens in in parts of six. Maybe, maybe this is a, a hair better. Seven. Duh. Nine is better. Nine's so much better than the season <laughs> seven finale. Okay, so much better. All right. Um, no. Um, seven. 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 Which one's better, seven or nine? Uh, no, but um, I just made a fantastic TV show reference that I really hope one of our listeners gets there. Um, Eight. Um, that's Eight. that's a, a reference to Friends when um, Monica's telling Chandler about the women's the, a woman's erogenous zones. Uh, it's just a it's a very famous friend scene, and I just found myself channeling Monica Geller. Um, and I think you said you liked Eight better, or did you just mean as a series? Well, I said finale. I liked Eight better as a series, series finale. Okay. Um, yeah, I like Eight better. Okay. I, I, I'm just. I, I think. I think eight ends just in, in beautiful fashion. So. Um, so you know, we we kind of rank it somewhere in the, in the same. I have a three way tie for seventh. You have a two way tie for sixth. I think you know, as we said last week, the season two um, finale has a lot of great moments uh, for for me. And um, you know what? I'm I'm just. I guess I'm taking any episode with Tony, Michelle, and Palmer over. There were any good episode with Tony and Michelle and Palmer over, you know, this one, over one without. It, you know, sometimes it's just which characters do you, do you like the most, and um, those are three of my five favorite twenty-four characters. Can you quickly guess the other two? Which ones did you name? Tony, Michelle, Palmer. Tony, Michelle, and Palmer. And then the other uh, two of the top five of your. They're three characters. of my. They're three of my top five. So who are my other two? Uh, one should be very easy. Rossler. Yeah, one should Jack. be very easy. Jack Bauer is in there. So who do we have? Jack, Palmer, Tony, Michelle. Uh, I can't remember if there was someone else that you liked more than. Um, let's see how well. Let's see how well you. Uh... I'm debating between uh, Renee, Logan, and Chloe. Neither of those would be five or six. Or seven. Uh, I think yeah, I, if seven. I went and did a list, I think if I did a list, those would be seven, eight, and nine in some order. Huh. Um, um, Belichick? 
Belichick's probably top 30 at this point. Um, um, but Saunders? Nope. Huh. What is it? Uh, Allison Taylor. Oh, that was going to be, that was, that was riding up just under the Chloe, uh, whatever the yeah, hell I, I mean, said, it, trio. I should have guessed that. Yeah, it's, I mean, look, it's, it's, it's right there. Um, you know, I mean, again, I, I do debate, um, do debate Jacob Rossler, but, oh. um, but, you know, I think eventually, I think Allison Taylor's a wee bit better than, than Jacob Rossler. Mm. Um, just, 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 just smidgen. Mm. Um, so, um, so yeah, look, we just, we just went deep. And if you're st- still with us, clearly you, um, you like what we have to say. Um, so, uh, with that in mind, Austin, we, ha- we have an, an announcement to make. Would you like to this make This is it? called 24 Cast Another Day, and we will be casting another day. We're going to do a series, sorry, season. I'm, I'm starting to become British because they call season series. Um, we're going to do a season review uh, next week. Yep. We will be casting another day. We, yes, we will be casting. We will be casting one more day. So in a sense, next week's podcast is our Live Another Day. Of this series, correct, and and really, at the outset, when when I said that the next two hours would still be more of us, well, there's even more uh, next week. So there you go, you get more than the t- these two. Well, now two and a half hours. Holy shit! Wow. Yeah, yeah. But look, this episode warranted. It was a season finale. A lot of interesting things happened, and there's the whole discussion as to whether the show's coming back. And um, you might not know this yet. Um, our listeners might not know this yet. So I'll just say it. I read yesterday that the 24 Live Another Day Blu-ray set um, will have some type of special feature having something to do with Tony Almeida. Oh, that's fun. I don't know what it is, um, but something having to do with that character, I don't necessarily know if Carlos Bernard is involved in it. Carlos Bernard knows about it. I can tell you that much. Um, but uh, they're doing something. So When is that release? Uh... The estimated date is September 30th. Okay, it's a long wait for me. I'm very impatient. It's, it's two. It's two and a half. I months know it's. For uh, now. It's. It, it realistically is a very short time for me. It's too long. I want it now. Yeah. <laughs> for now. Um. For now. Um. If anyone wants to go back and rewatch Live Another Day, um, go for it. We might be doing some of that because we will be discussing Live Another Day as a whole. Um, and we have some su- we have some fun stuff planned for you next week. Um. Until then, Austin? Sad to say that whatever happened here didn't happen. Get in the car. Go. Thanks for listening to 24 Cast Another Day. If you have questions or comments, you can tweet David at DeepSky24MDNA, that's the number 24, and Austin at Mr. Chupon, that's M-R-C-H-U-P-O-N. Or you can drop us a line at our podcast page at 24ladcast.tumblr.com. Again, that's 24ladcast.tumblr.com.
Vincent, Jack Bauer. Are you planning on seeing Kimberly tonight? No, nah, man, we broke up. You know that. Yeah, I just want to make sure you know that. Snuck out on you, huh? Don't screw with me, Vincent. Chill, man, look, I, I don't know where she's at. You got my word. That's a real comfort, Vincent. No, man, I've got your word.